The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is not here because he gets too scared of these things, that this is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss new movies legally. However, this is October, almost the end of October, but not quite, which means we are just in time to get in our commentary track for the month. It has been an exciting month for horror on Out Now, as we've talked about a lot of different movie franchises. Uh, But of course, we do like to do these commentaries as well. And what better commentary to do, especially in the theme of franchises that we've been tackling the whole time, uh, where what better thing to do then? Of course, Halloween 2018, uh, the previous Halloween from the film that is currently out, Halloween Kills, uh, the four of us, who I will introduce in a second, the guests, we've all seen Halloween Kills. So we'll be able to talk about this, you know, this movie, of course, as well as the movie that comes after it and the franchise in general. Which completely fits the theme. It all works. It all works out. It makes sense. No no need to double check those things and uh, you know put us in podcast jail. Uh, whatever. Joining us to discuss. Joining me to discuss Halloween 2018. We have from Why So Blue and host of the Brandon Peters Show. He's waited for this night. He's waited for me, and I've waited for him. It's Brandon Peters. Hey there, everyone. I'm happy to be a part of your uh, podcast sartainment tonight. <laughs> Also joining us from the Milky Way Blues, he's the reason we're supposed to be afraid of this night. It's Yancey Burns. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. <laughs> I love it. You don't even try anymore. It's like, yeah. uh... <laughs> and, lo- and lastly, joining us from Why So Blue, he got peanut butter on his penis. It's Peter Paris. <laughs> oh, great. That's mine. <laughs> yes. I got- Happy to be here, but, but not for long. <laughs> I got I got peanut butter on my Paris. <laughs> How are the three of you doing tonight? Oh, Good. great! Peter's oh, good, good. Yeah. Uh, it's Been nice. waiting on this night for three years. It's night. Three of us. Three of us live in uh, on in the. Well, I guess Aaron, you're outside of Los Angeles, but we're all in California. West Coast, best coast, baby. I'm liking the cold weather right now. I mean, as I think you guys are. When did I come to California? Yeah, Illinois is famously hot in October. So right, exactly. <laughs> but no, glad to have you guys here. Uh, we, yeah, I am looking forward to talking about this movie with you guys. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Brandon, of course, you've been in all these with me. We've been doing all these franchises. We're talking about Candyman. And it's crazy. These months are like and everything, so. Studying up in these months is like crazy. Like we hack in a like i don't think like i don't mean like people should you should appreciate what we do but i mean there's a lot of work that goes into these it's crazy and i don't realize it till i'm in the thick of it every year and i'm like <laughs> i watched like how many texas chainsaws omens candy mans and final destinations in like two weeks like naturally is crazy but we did it because we did it already it's are they're all out yeah there. no it's all out there but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work and appreciate everyone who has listened in to all these like every year it's great for sure but now we have reached the end of the month and we are going mm-hmm. to do our commentary track which is going to be super fun for those of you that don't know how this works basically brandon yancey peter and i all have halloween 2018 
uh, paused at eight seconds in. Um, it's where the U and the Universal logo is just coming over the Earth. And once we get once I once I count down from three and say go, we're all going to press play with the movie on mute and just talk over the film and talk about whatever the hell we decide to talk about. If you plan to watch the film while listening to us, first off, cool. And second, all you have to do is wait for us to you know set up your thing for eight seconds in and then, then uh, wait for us to do that countdown. If you're just listening to listen, if you're just, you know, a, a parent who's following their child along during Halloween and you need something to listen to in your ears and this is what you've chosen. Also cool. Or if you're just doing your workout or whatever, you just just listen. You don't have to do anything else. Just you get that going. Um, so yeah, I don't think I need too much more preamble here. I think we're ready to go. You guys ready? Yep. Ready. Uh, all right. Three, two, one. Go. Sartain. <laughs> now this is interesting because this is 2018. So this is a mm-hmm. movie that we've all seen and we've all talked about plenty. And even I, I was we, on the Out Now episode for you, it. You were on there along with Philip Price. And, you know, going into like, when did we see this movie feels a little bit unnecessary at this point. We all saw it I, like the opening weekend and watched this movie at this point. Mm. Uh, so I don't think we need to go into origin stories. And we've talked, Brandon, you and I, we've talked, I mean, all of us have talked about Halloween in, at, at lengths, but we've talked about Halloween 78 for a commentary. And we did Halloween H2, Halloween H2O for a commentary track. So the idea of origin stories um, for our relationship with Halloween uh, feels a little unneeded. Um, I will just say before we kind of get into like what happened to this movie, I'll ask you guys, it's been a few years since we've, you know, since this first came out, we now have Halloween kills on our hands. Any new thought, any like new general thoughts on how you feel about this particular entry? Yancy, let me start with you. Um, you, uh, well, I, I really like it. It's, it's certainly one of the better, more stylish sequels. You know, my my thinking when I got out of this was, well, that's another great Halloween movie. I mean, I think this is the best, strongest franchise in terms of good movies to bad. So my initial thought was, well, that's just another good Halloween movie. As I've seen it two or three more times, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's 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 got the director's personality stamped all over it. There's a few spots, of course, that are a little dull, but 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 overall, I really uh, I think it's as thoughtful and, and well made. How about you, Peter? Yeah, I um, I was honestly I was okay when I saw it in theaters, and then once it came out on home video, I rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh, this is a lot better than I thought it was." I don't know. I remember, I remember in theaters liking the big finale, like, and also like in the opening, and really liking uh, John Carpenter's new score that he kind of added to it but for some reason it didn't really click with me the first time um but i yeah i really like it now um yeah so i was you know i was very much looking forward to kills this month i'll just go next to also mention the fact that we have the the, the two podcasters uh <laughs> opening this film as they enter smith's grove um one has a great name obviously so i mean it's a, i can't fault him for that but i know we'll talk more about them but I think it's fair to say not the not the best aspect of this movie. <laughs> so like, you you, you, inter- you introduced the movie on yeah those two podcasters and Doctor Satan. So mm-hmm. like th- three of the questionable elements in the film. Yeah, and it, I don't think it's necessarily the lack of their talents or whatever. Like here, I, I like the kind of foreboding opening that they're going to like setting mm-hmm. up. Oh no, it's it's good. It's good everything. stuff. Yeah, so what are you going to say? Sorry. I like Doctor Sartain. I don't. I don't have the same problem I do with the with the podcasters. 
this the act the male actor of the two podcasters in particular something feels I don't know he feels too much like Malcolm McDowell to me which is a strange thing to worry about but it, it, I just don't I'm I mean glad I, they didn't be the lead characters in this trilogy. well for sure yeah I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. that they exit the film fairly soon but I do mm-hmm. think they I do think there's a lot of like he's playing into a bit like in all of this like right now mm-hmm. like he's playing into the bit of being this like showy podcaster guy right. who, has, who has some level of esteem as far as because they even don't they even say they brag about like they've cleared cases because of their podcasting efforts yeah. or whatever well obviously they're not they're not like podcasters in the true i hate to say true sense of the word but there's a lot of media journalists out there that get funding to do a podcast for their story as a part of a larger thing and they're not like dedicated podcasters and did, okay, I think yeah, this is what true, these true. Re- these people represent to me i mean it's clearly it's clearly trying to be like a serial thing like, right it will take it to like a certain level of extreme and it's a movie mm-hmm. so it's heightened i mean it's it's also supposed to be i think oh these newfangled podcasters think they've got michael myers figured out but they're wrong there's one of our characters from kills out there exactly yeah, yeah uh, oswald cobblepot's brother uh mm-hmm. john cobblepot he's he's there in the uh sand asylum you know for me i I like the podcast thing. I really like that shot. The big no, no, the, the checkerboard that. floor is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I like the podcast thing. I, I guess for me, one, you know, it speaks to the era. So when you see this 20 years ago, right, oh, yeah. yeah, that's very much of the that time popular. capsule thing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really see it as that much different to me than, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's as good, but in the original trilogy of, the Halloween, Halloween two, and even Halloween three um, Carpenter and the people who we're working with were pretty big on using like television sets, you know, to show like the thing or, or whatever. And I always kind of liked how in the seventies and eighties, you see this. No, I'm probably reading. I'm sure Yance is going to say I'm reading too much into this, but I like the notion of like movies and, you know, in television was so, for, you know, a pretty, especially in was coming, television was kind of an enemy of like cinema of, of why wouldn't people just stay home and everything. To me, I don't, I'm not a big true crime person. And I do think that true crime in the last 10 years has really, especially with podcasts, have, have really like taken off. And you oh, could yeah. argue they've somewhat taken a little piece of the pie from people who maybe would just be watching horror movies. So there is a glee that I have to having podcasters sort of get their just desserts in this. It's like, I kind of like that. Like, again, it's, it's silly and stuff. That's kind of how I read it. In defense of the podcasters, the stories that these podcasters that with the true crime and stuff, they're looking for something that's not big enough for the news. Michael Myers, who killed like, for people like in the seventies that has been been in jail. It's something that they would scrape to get a big thing for them rather than a big news story. So it could, you know, in modern times it would be fitting because that's where those cold cases and people with true crime stories, podcast podcasting goes. To be clear. I am not against the notion of using podcasters as a way into this story. Again, if you're going to go up in a Halloween movie with a podcaster named Aaron wearing a really cool coat, holding Michael Myers mask, I'm into that. But it's, their it, it, but it's I'm more on Yancey's side as far as I just think the characters are annoying. <laughs> it's, it's, less, it's not it's not the, it's not even an execution mm-hmm. thing. It's just it's deliberately made a certain way. And I don't dislike what they're trying to do with that. It's just. I I don't. It's it doesn't bother me that they are not the leads of these of this movie. <laughs> like that they yeah, exist. I mean, they're not, what they do is is fine. 
they're just they're just fodder. And I would I would take these two people over what we saw in like Halloween five or in a lot of horror movies in the 2000s where you have these very like super aggro teenager characters. where you are just like, oh, my God, these characters are so annoying. I just want to see them get killed. These two people, they're not that they're not that extreme. Like, I, I don't like like who's the guy in. I mean, it's a whole Halloween podcast. Pause that. Pause that. Pause that thought for a second. Okay. This op- this opening is awesome with the mm-hmm. re- reverse, reverse time lapse pumpkin. Oh yeah, that is great. Yeah, this, like is, this is really cool stuff, and it's obviously it's shaped to be like the original seventy eight pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it, cool. it's just a, it's a really cool thing. I you know these intros tend to work. I mean, because you got this, it's score. It like it, for one thing, it's an opening credit the font, you, everything. You just, yeah, you just don't yeah, get like opening credit scenes anymore. So it's I like, like this the, is great. I like that the font has a has a weird soft glow around it as it would with like the actual like film and everything. Cause obviously that could be super crisp, these letters, but they're not, there's like just a hint of like softness, which I really like. Do every Halloween move. Does every Halloween movie get an opening credit scene? Yes. Think about this. Uh, the zombie ones too. Uh, oh no, actually zombies does not. He just they has just, like, they just slam have, on the, they just slam rights. Halloween on the, yeah. slam a Halloween. And then some of it credits during outside scenes. of that though. The rest of them do though. Don't they? Like, the, uh, Four and five don't have this. Kind four of does. Thing. Four has the. Four has not this kind of thing, but, but it, it has secrets. It has it. I don't mean specifically like pumpkin themed, but I mean just an opening credit scene in general. Like yeah, they all they all yeah. have a. Yeah, they, they, they all have an opening. Um, <laughs> Halloween six does not actually. Curse doesn't. Curse curse opens with that title, and then it has a voiceover as you're watching the cult stuff. Okay. So it doesn't really have a, a sequence. H two O does because H two O is like we need to fill in the gaps on the story. It's, it's oh, all right. the doctor. It's, doc, it's the panning around Doctor Loomis's old office. Yeah, yeah. This is what I think the issue is with these two. It's that there's supposed to be something comically ridiculous about their grand proclamations about the Michael Myers story, and mm-hmm. they're going to get killed for that. But it's supposed to be satirically like you're supposed to find them a little bit full of it, and I right. don't. They play it like they're full of it. It's a little bit. It, it, the tone isn't quite there for what they're going for. And this whole movie is, it should be said, it, it's it's slightly more in the real world than the original. It's slightly more naturalistic than the original. And, right. and there are going to be certain places where there is some friction there. Than the original? Yeah, I think so. Is think the original heightened at all? I mean, I don't think it's going anywhere. Performances are so, uh, they go for naturalistic so much in this movie. Um, that's, I mean, that's fair, I guess. But that, that I mean, I don't think that's Carpenter trying to heighten something. I think it's just the way films of its work. time. Yeah. yeah it's just I, of its time. Yeah. A little intentionally schlocky. I think, I mean, it's, you know, well, this is intentionally schlocky. I mean, look at the Dr. Sartain stuff we're going to get to. I mean, yeah. there's, there's bits in this movie that don't reflect reality necessarily either. I know I get what you're saying. I mean, as far as like we're watching a movie in 2018, that feels like it's 2018. I, I guess I wonder if well, some of you are older than I am. If you were watching that in 1978 for the first time, would it like feel like 1978? Well, it wouldn't feel like uh, Mean Streets or something. <laughs> I guess not. You know, I, I I agree. I mean, we'll keep going on the pod. I think with the podcast is what it comes down to is you know they occupy ten minutes of story and you have to truncate a lot of that and get an idea across without you know making an entire movie that focuses entirely to set up everything that's they're about. Yeah, uh, they're just an ex- they're an extra point to hammer in the rhyme. The reason of this movie is to prove that the first Halloween was Michael Myers has no rhyme and reason while these people are looking for that rhyme and reason this movie's trying to reset that Michael could just randomly 
point and go like that's it, it, it does make me wonder if halloween ends will not necessarily pick up this exact thread but reflect some of that as far as tr- trying to tell like a full story like given that we're aware halloween ends will not pick up where halloween kills left off in the same way halloween mm-hmm. kills picks up where this movie left off so i'll be curious if with that kind of time jump and the idea that michael mm-hmm. myers just exist i should say Halloween kills the spoilers are going to be in this episode. <laughs> like I can't not do that. Right. Um, if, if the world is aware that Michael Myers just exists in some form, assuming they don't like, you know, Halloween ends with a pick up, mm-hmm. a pickup of his head being blown off or something. I, I wonder yeah. if the idea of this sort of media or whatever, some kind of storytelling device, similar to what we're getting here, if that's going to play, if, if like, if that's going to come back in that third movie to like tell the story yeah. or whatever I think it's it just it's November first, and he gets saddened because Halloween's over and goes back to tell him. Well, it seems like the thing he wants to do is just be at his house. <laughs> yes. you know, just well, stare out that window. In his sister's room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know some person, uh, person I watch on a YouTube channel. Uh, she was she was thinking that Halloween ends is basically going to be like destroying the actual Myers home that that's that'll be part of it is actually getting rid of that house and i was like yeah i can see that i don't think that's like the last shot but yeah sure i could see that being especially from where it is in kills i'm like yeah sure i can see that maybe they'll trick myers michael to come outside that with laurie she'll be standing there and she'll like kind of fight him while they destroy the house and then when michael stabs laurie she'll be like a hologram and she'll secretly be somewhere else you know uh busta destroyed that house yeah. He already did. So he bust he busted it up. He busted it up. Well, that's true. Now, I, I it, yeah, it's interesting. This one, um, I I don't like. I think when I first watched it, I you know, in the midst of everything, there's the whole promotional tour and stuff that gets in your head a little bit watching it. Um, with the whole like, well, we're um. You know, we're doing, we're getting rid of the, you know, we're starting from here. The, the sister twist was dumb, all this. And they're, they're throwing all this stuff at you with that. And like, we, you know, we're going to do the real sequel, all this, which some of them that ignored sequels before weren't saying those things, but they also forget people like those sequels. They always act as if nobody liked them. Everybody was just hating those sequels all around. Um, but, and, um, I, I do find it funny, like, the, and people went along with this, but while this movie also pays a lot of tr- so much tribute to those sequels that even in areas where they might not be, it feels like they are. And it was a little distracting when I first saw the movie with how many Easter eggs and things happen or things that had happened before, but they're trying to act like are revolutionary ideas. But it's a, it's one of the top higher tier Halloween movies easily. Um, uh, so, and it's fun and being separated for, it, I like it more on uh, subsequent viewings, but that the first one I was like, man, this feels like they, they were supposed to be uh, doing something big and new. And it was like, oh, I've kind of seen this before in the different ways, but I agree with you. I mean, that's as far as our kind of these are the thoughts getting back to that first question. I asked them mm-hmm. dovetailed away from it. Um, I watched this movie and I enjoyed it quite a bit, yeah. but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say I was like blown away by it. I just felt like Yancey. It was another good Halloween. Yeah, movie. exactly. Yeah, Yancey's got a good, it's not some profound film that I think a lot of people bought it as that maybe don't watch Halloween's a lot or aren't, they like Halloween, but aren't as familiar with the series. They watch the sequels and 
they left their mind. But and it, I mean, it, there's the peanut butter on his penis line, which is yep. Toby Huss is wonderful. This whole cat, I mean, look, I mean, as, well, yeah. as far as far as like how to assemble this movie out, I mean, yes, we already talked about the podcasters and we'll get back to Dr. Sartain. Uh, but yeah, you, I mean, we brought back, we talked over Jamie Lee Curtis's intro into this film, and I mean, she's she she brings what she does because she's very good at this. And of course, this is her her, her, her name franchise. But yeah, you mm-hmm. have Toby Huss and Judy Greer and Andy Matichek. Matichek, yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a solid like family unit casting choices here across the board. I, yeah. Judy Greer gets less to do here than she does in Kills where she's much better. Mm-hmm. She's not bad here. It's just she doesn't have a lot to do. But this is a, it's a nice family unit that I think fits really well. And the rando kids, I don't know, were really good in this one too. Oh yeah, yeah, the cast yeah. just like, works. It's a very like David Gordon Green is good at that. Like he's mm-hmm. good at getting actors that kind of fit the vibe of the movies he's going for. Yeah, at uh, least the at least he's more like dramas or what. Ha- I mean, you can go here or there with some of his broad comedies. I like them more than others, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I get how it rubs some people the wrong way. I, I was like, I I really I think they're they know what they're doing. Uh, I I think they they've got the right. They brought. People, you know, having Nick Castle, John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, that's the right things to do, uh, so to speak. But I, I do think some of the problem with these new movies is that they they like Halloween a bit too much and want you to know that they they know Halloween, too. And, and it comes off in some awkward dialogue. And like we're talking about like Halloween kills like Nancy Stevens has there's like this is for Dr. Loomis. Like, <laughs> It's kind of uh, and and Charles Cyphers in that next one, and this one is much more loaded with. Hey, remember Halloween? Or hey, we did. You know, this one's certainly a lot more about like visual references to Halloween, where the next one is, you know, like an Avengers of Halloween movies, right? Where, like just bringing in people, right? Whereas like Halloween H two O like dropped some stuff, but it didn't feel awkward when they stop to reference and, and things like that well that's coming at a different time too right in, right in 98 where like the idea of nostalgia isn't like so rampant or where, having to, to or, wink and pat, pat fans on the back was like a, a must or you're gonna H- get H- H- was a, that's a movie where nancy Stevens could come and people, people horror fans could be like oh cool she brought her back and that's it that's all you have to do yeah like, like now nowadays it's like we need applause breaks every five minutes apparently because we have to bring in all we these cast members awkward line delivery in halloween too oh i didn't recognize you without your Nurse's outfit. I'm like, yeah, right. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> she would go on to marry the director. Woo. Oh, I didn't notice you without your. <laughs> it helps though. That line helps because a lot of people in '81 oh, probably, you know, you couldn't. Not everybody had VHS or CEDs or betas back then. And I think uh, what I was saying about. The real world. What the, in the last scene with the kid, the stoner kid or whatever, says that is it really a big deal that a guy killed some people? Yeah. All the stuff we got going on today. That you drop that in the middle of a slasher movie, you're asking us to consider whether it is or not. And yeah. it's not when I'm watching this. But I just, it's, right. I, I guess that's a 2018 thing. Although, well, and it's about it's a to drop that you know we're going to go a lot further than that first movie did in terms of the body count, and so we're gonna we're gonna make it. If, you, if you're going to question it like that, we're going to yeah, make sure you don't again. It also it also reflects the idea that these characters don't know that they're in horror movies. I mean, so yeah. like a realistic reaction to some guy that killed people years ago 
I mean, that's similar to the podcasting thing. It's just a, a, on a different degree. It's, you know, they're the podcasts are trying to find a story where these guys are like, is this really a story? I mean, it's like, I mean, I, the, the lore of Michael Myers is, I mean, there was, I mean, it's 40 years since the incident with Lori. So it affects like her family. And then the incident where Michael as a kid stabs his sisters even further before. So that has been an open and closed books for the past 40 years. That's the thing. Yeah, he was caught. So it's like in yeah. the eyes of these kids, it's like, yeah, it's a weird urban legend, I guess, or whatever. I love the switch it. of Lori here in the classroom. She gets two of those, right? She gets this one that she gets where she yeah. disappears on the ground. Yeah, that's later great. On. Yeah. <laughs> She's pulling some Michael moves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, whole... let, me, let, let me real quick. Let me, let me talk about the thing that I really, that really just, I don't know if it rubs me the wrong way, but stands out. It's the fact that Allison, Allison, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she calls, she calls Lori grandmother. It, yeah. it's, such a, it's such a, I don't know if that's a Midwestern touch that I'm just like not as key on, but just, it just rings false every time she says grandmother. Midwestern would have like granny, mama, like, yeah, I say, I say granny, mama. like the yeah. grandmother. It's just a, grandmother. <laughs> Especially when she talks to her mom about her. Like that's what gets me. Haddonfield, just outside of Yorkshire where my grandmother lives. Yeah. Apparently she's um, Herman Munster in a pet cemetery. So uh, that, that that they all just have this folksiness to them, <laughs> right? When David David Gore Green here, Fred Gwynn, thank is, you. Sorry, he, he's going to have directed three Halloween mo- movies, which is quite interesting. Um, it's a record, and <laughs> and it's it, of all the slasher franchises, they're the only ones with director consistency or some kind of uh, connectivity. You know, have you have John Carpenter who Chucky. also. Pre- who also produces two of them? Oh yeah, Chucky does. Chucky, yeah. yeah. I mean, Chucky has autorship at this point over it. True. Like, beyond beyond True. him not directing the first four, he's still four. of the series that keep in the theaters. Um, they have uh, <laughs> 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 you have Carpenter. You have you know who only produces two more. You have Rosenthal. You have um, uh, Rob Zombie, and you have you could, I mean, Scream. You could say Scream. I mean, for Craven, like yeah, they even tried to bring uh, Dwight Little back at one point to direct again. I mean, four was a hit. Yeah. Was- oh, and it's a fan favorite too. And they know, they know what their fans. I mean, they there's many times where Mustafa Cod has used the Halloween website to officially pull fan opinions and use them. That's something that they would they would do back in the day and and if he didn't like an idea that studios were trying to force him through he would put that up there and take up take back the evidence and say they don't want to see that we're a little all over the place but remember the the build-up to this brandon Mm -hmm. when like they were announcing stuff about this movie it's like not only is like carpenter scoring it and jamie lee curtis is back it's like nick castle's coming back to play the shape yeah we're like what what the what is this movie what's happened here Yeah, and I, he's probably because they use the other guy for the facial shots. James Jude Courtney. Yep. Yeah, he. It, it's like a. I, I, I think it's you know this. We can talk about how similar this movie is to Force Awakens as far as what it's doing. But oh yeah, I feel like it's a lot like the Peter Mayhew situation as far as he's mm-hmm. there and he's doing stuff, but he's right. not all the way there. Now I, I get yeah, they're like you said, Force Away. Here comes Michael escaping with a bunch of prisoners around from the bus. How interesting would this movie have been if Laurie was the one who let him out? <laughs> like. That have been kind of, you know. I mean, they're doing some hardcore stuff of her separately already. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Like on the verge of suicide right now. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Brandon. My wife brings this up. How many times has Michael Myers it, is have they fucked up by trying to transport him and he escapes? Three times. Uh, well, 
in this universe twice. Um, <laughs> well, no, they didn't. Well, they were so they were going to transfer him in the original. They hadn't got there to transfer him. He had busted out. Uh, Halloween four, they're transferring him to a different hospital. He busts out. Um, Halloween, I guess Rob Zombie's Halloween. They're going to transfer him. He breaks out, and here. Yeah. He breaks out. What was he doing in H2O? What was his thing with that movie? Was he just around? Like, he was just he disappeared. Back? He just disappeared for all I mean, those years. So like two, so two counts of that universe. So after he burned down in the... They never found the body. That was they the never found the bo- They never I found just, the body. I mean, there's got to... Like, where's that book? <laughs> where's, where's, the, where's, that, where's that book between those two? That should have been a fun... That should have been a fucking comic book when H2O came out. That should have yeah. been a six-issue comic book series. What's Michael been up there to? Actually, no, there is a comic book series about that. About they, yeah, no, I believe they they published one about that. Give me a fucking job at Universal. I like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> they they I believe there's a lot of comic books like trying to tie things in and stuff. But. I'd love to see what that arc is of what he's just been up to like, in the time between. Be like in that Terminator picture where he goes and gets a job as a construction worker. And then yeah, exactly, he's wearing flannel. <laughs> he's got a hard hat. On his weekends, he's looking through various phone. He's looking through phone books and yearbooks, trying to find Lori. Yeah, right. Uh, He goes on some dates every now and then just to keep things fresh. Did you talk to grandmother? Did you talk to grandmother? Yeah, this scene. This is the big grandmother scene. And here she comes. She's. I love it when she gives the Halloween H two O finger here. Mm -hmm. It's a nice subtle reference. She watch when she she drinks the wine and a Halloween H two O. She chugs a wine and gives a waitress like a, a one yeah, second, please, and, and then she does it right here. Like, right, right, yeah. That's a that's a Curtis thing. That's that's a, it's a Curtis real life, especially thing. especially because she's she herself is a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, so she knows okay. the yeah yeah. She's been sober for like both many decades now. She's very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Toby Huss, um, there it was. Yeah. The, uh, the, the disdain he seems to have for Lori is like so high. Like, I wonder like what else is going on with that history beyond the fact that he just gets uncomfortable around her because it's like immediately when she's involved, he's like, I'm the man of this house. Get, get out of here. I don't yeah. want you around. Well, he also, I mean, he's, he's married to Karen. So I imagine she yeah, shared her the childhood stories. and everything yeah. else and knows what. Well, like this scene right here, it's not the first time that she's had some kind of breakdown clearly yeah. as far as this goes. She's constantly coming around trying to disrupt the family and tell them to be worried about this thing that's going to happen. And, and they just want to go on with the safe, nice world they believe in, you know? Yeah. It would be like if John Connor was married and Sarah Connor kept coming in. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. are, have you done your push-ups for the day? Have you, have, have you scraped your fingerprints? Yeah. I will say one thing about that I kind of like that I think happened indirectly with with these 12 Halloween movies with this series and Brandon, you really know, oh, actually, you all know so much about slasher movies. So correct me if I'm wrong, but like, so the Halloween series, you're wrong. A big, a big part of the Halloween series is always that Lori is pretty traumatized from her meeting with Michael. Mm-hmm. So, in like, the second one, she's also kind of like in a haze because I think she's on like, she might be on like, pain she's on painkillers and out. Yeah, yeah. Movie, but the yeah, she's not exactly one, happy about it. Right. Yeah. And the zombie one, that's like all the second one is about. Mm-hmm. You know, this one, it's very much the same, like H2O. Thing. Even, even H2O, in, yeah. yeah, in H2O, even in Halloween 5, you could argue that's why Jamie can't speak. She's also had this big experience r- running into Michael. Um, is like, the only other one I can think of is that I think you sort of deal with Sydney in Scream 
where they're like, oh, that was a big deal that you almost, I think, but no, the special movies, they just have new characters. Screen right? three, she's secluded. And yeah, and uh, okay. was a, yeah. but even, even two is a, I mean, two is a, that's why I like two a lot. It's because they don't forget the things that happened in one. They very much mm-hmm. reflect on them and their characters grow the ones that survive because of the events of the first film. And yeah, obviously, yeah, three, you're not wrong. Like as far as Sydney goes, it's very mm-hmm. much a reflection of how, how much he doesn't want to be involved in any of this. Even yeah, four like, is oh. as much as as much as I'm not a fan of four, the things they do with Sydney's character make sense based off the previous three movies. Right. Yeah. I, right. With the screen movies, there's a consistency that they kind of have to do because you know it's all the same cast and everything. Mm-hmm. What I kind of like about the Halloween movies is that, especially because they sometimes change it up with, you know, there's no Jamie Lee Curtis, or then she comes back in H2O. I kind of like that they are dealing with this person who's a survivor of this big thing or this horrible thing. And the era that it's in treats it sort of in its own way, which I kind of like, I like that. Like the Pete, the crazy PTSD thing that mm-hmm. uh, is it's Tyler Scott, Scott Compton. Is that the actual Scout, Taylor Compton? Yeah. Like what she's going through is a very different level of what this version of Lori is going. I really like that. And I think mm-hmm. it's only because you do have a different version. That's why you can do that. And I think that's sure. really cool. I really like that. About I want to, I want to get back to this point, but we need to pause that thought for a second mm-hmm. and talk about this scene and featuring this father and son, Yeah, <laughs> which is, okay. I mean, we haven't, we've got, we the dancer son. Yeah. Yeah. They want to take dance but, classes, but yeah. David Gordon green and Danny McBride co-wrote this. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. I'm not the one that's going to say it. It's clearly this person's voice over the other. Those guys are best friends. I think they both wrote this together mm-hmm. uh, just because one happens to do comedy more. doesn't make me think that he, the other's incapable of writing something like this but the idea that they this idea for how do we introduce these tertiary characters well what if like the fun the son doesn't like hunting and he likes dance classes right, yeah. it's such a and it's so sincere that's the best it's not it's making like fun of you, you're it, a little pussy it's, it's more like they're 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 mature about it it plays, it, like. it, yeah, it yeah, plays yeah, yeah, against yeah. expectation it is wonderful like they they yeah. really have a handle and like i said i believe on the halloween kills their idea of how to spruce up these little like I'm here to die in a scene characters is to give them comedy and therefore you immediately back them and comedy based off real kinds of conversations you can realistically have with people. I mean, this is a breaking scene, really. You end up killing a kid, which doesn't usually happen in a movie. Yeah, I mean, the thing this is this is the first time we're going to see Michael in action. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, to an extent, we're going to see him in more action later. But the I mean, I like that the film is it wants to show you that this 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 Michael is I mean he's essentially the same as the old one the old one yeah. killed teenagers and this yeah. one's no different he's like you're in my way you're not going to live anymore like that's his deal well this <laughs> this kill this kill helps set up a moment that's coming up soon where Michael's with a baby and you're you're like oh shit he killed that kid he could probably just go stab a baby now mm-hmm. like that's that's where Maybe this in his way though yeah <laughs> To, to, just to double on that dancing thing, it's the kid's delivery. I think that really helps. Oh, yeah. Like that casting is just perfect as far as how he says, I'm into dance now. It's just, it's, it's very funny, but it's really like there's a, there's lesser ways to do that. There's a yeah, version where you get like for a whole movie, you know, like yeah. some little indie mm-hmm. drama you can watch yeah. with these two. For a whole movie. Yeah. There's a version where it's just like McLovin says it and it's like, it's funny for different reasons, but it doesn't like yeah. add anything to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And you feel the loss a little more when these characters get killed, when you have a sense of their mm-hmm. personality mm-hmm. more than just oh. annoying behavior who deserves <laughs> to be killed. Immediately shoots him and runs away. <laughs> That's great. 
this looks great too by the way we're not yeah. talking about the cinematography enough you're like it's such a like well, moody the use of fog yeah. the lens flares oh, like, here, here's where he he mimics uh annie's death yep it's not the not the same way to kill but the same shot it's, to, like, yeah. it's literally an echo it's an echo yeah, for it's sure. an echo yeah yeah you cannot i can't i can't overstate the power of having john carpenter composing new scores for the Oh, oh no, yeah. it's it's everything. Yeah. Move, man. Him and, and speaking of fathers and sons, him and his son Cody Carpenter and yeah. uh, Daniel Davies, who I believe was like been involved in his scores in the past as well. Mm-hmm. They got a trio. Yeah. Are we now introducing is this the first time we're seeing Will Patton? Yep, yep. This Will Patton. Will Patton, who, as I mentioned, as you've said, Brandon, I <laughs> like he feels like a character that could have easily been in the 78 that they brought back. Like yep. it's a it's a this guy is great. This guy giving him shit about the pinball is totally funny mm-hmm. and, and yeah. a real guy, you know? You can still yeah. believe they've been there all night doing that. You know? there's, a lot of li- there's a lot of lived-in stuff here. I mean, when you announce David Gordon Green is going to make a Halloween movie, it's like, I can understand some people being like, what? But I'm thinking, like, yeah, that may- I can I can see why that would make sense. And obviously, watching the movie in action, it makes right. sense. But even before that, I've seen I've seen all of his movies, actually. I the- like David Gordon Green quite a bit. Like, yeah. it makes sense to me. Like, okay, yeah, all right. Those, those I mean, those jokey... Those- Jokey scenes are are scenes I think that like Rob Zombie puts in a lot of his movies, but they're so crude and unwelcoming. They're they're serving the same purpose, but like only a certain section's gonna get the humor or be on board with the way that jokes told. But this the way they these two do it is a bit more accessible for everybody to to sit and chuckle. Yeah, Zombie has a very specific style and he obviously mm-hmm. has you know certain kinds of interests or ways yeah. that he and I mean but I mean, there was a lot of things that Rob Zombie got, you know, just raked over the coals for that sure. this movie gets praised for doing the same stuff, like, like violence wise. Two people, all oh, Rob Zombie's movies are they're so violent and ruthless. And I'm like, this has got that violent ruthlessness right there. I was shocked at how, like, because they were supposed to be taking it back, and I was like, oh crap. You know, I, I want let's let's pick that apart a little bit because I, I do find that to be interesting. The idea of what's going on I mean, because we've talked about this before. The Halloween franchise. By comparison, Nancy, I think you would like echo this too. Like, there's a there's a bit more prestige it seems attached to this series compared to other slasher franchises. I don't think that's unfair to say, and that just comes from the fact that the first Halloween is an actually an actual classic, not just like a horror favorite for people like Friday the Thirteenth, which I know there are fans, but I feel like it's fair to say Halloween is a substantially better movie than the first Friday the 13th movie. And I think since then, you kind of keep chasing that level of quality to whatever degree and whatever mm-hmm. fair it is to kind of measure something up to it. It's still there. I so, think, I think if Halloween wasn't knocked off so much, it'd be even, even in more sure esteem than it yeah. is today. So you get to, you know, 2007, you have the saw movies are taking over. You have the torture porn thing is a huge, like talk talking point when it comes to horror, Rob zombie, who's part of the, the splat pack, right. With mm-hmm. Eli Roth and Aja among others. There's your sheriff or Omar Dorsey uh, with his hat. Um, I can, I you know, I can see it kind of falling into this realm of like, yeah, that's just the another one of those super brutal swear. It's like everything that stereotypes horror. You can you can throw onto him, and it's directed by Rob Zombie, and people that just casually know the name Rob Zombie or just hear the words Rob Zombie. I think that brings a that's a there's a certain stigma that comes with that automatically. Like it doesn't matter. And yes, the hillbilly persona thing that he, you know, rode through House of the Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, it's still coming in here. If you didn't like that before, 
I mean, it's not, it's not going to help that. It's not going to help a Halloween remake, right? It's not well, gonna... And uh, the funny thing is, Haddon, it feels no stranger to Hillbillies. Like, that's the funny thing. They yeah, act uh, like that was something yeah. new <laughs> Rob Zombie did. I'm like, have you seen Halloween 4? Have you, like, have, you, have you been to suburban Illinois? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Halloween five. Like, there's a. It's fun. There's like, there's plenty of hillbillies in Haddonfield. Meanwhile, you do this. You know, years later, on a 40 year anniversary, you have someone with a certain kind of clout, like David Gordon Green, directing a Halloween movie. And yeah, then it's you know, then that nostalgia aspect. Suddenly, it's it's less about the, you know, how brutal it is, and more about how how honorable it feels to the original, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's, it's doing something that's that we haven't seen before. It's being classy despite having children murdered. Like, all kinds of things. Right. <laughs> yeah. And despite, I, despite this entire sequence where like a gas station attendant gets his jaw broken in half. It's a classier movie guys. So I remember once just going Ebert on the old criterion laser disc, they had the, the original review of Halloween on there from Francisco from Francisco and Ebert. I remember Gene Siskel talking about how c- compared to the other, maybe it was a, 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 a later review or a re-review, but compared uh-huh. to the other slasher movies, which of course they didn't like the other slasher movies, that they thought Halloween was more sort of up. And I know what they mean. It's because it's got Jamie Lee Curtis. We feel like Jamie Lee Curtis has got a good head on her shoulders. What does that matter in the 78 when it's her first movie? I don't know. There's something about that movie. It's not... I'm not saying for us. Uh, I mean, for them, like, would that make a difference to them? I mean, if, if they like the performance, they like the performance. But that is what, like, I don't know. I, don't know. I just, I just, I, I, I know what Cisco meant by that. It's hard to put into words, but it, it's, it's, it's an, it's an exhilarating experience. The first Halloween, mm-hmm. in a way that Friday Thirteenth, which I do like, it, it's kind of not. It's more of a um, dirty experience, in a little in a good way. But yeah, but I mean, there's less sheen on it, really. I mean, yeah. it's independent. I mean, they're both independent movies. But. They're both independent, but I mean, you, you look at Carpenter's movie. It's a it's an ambitious film, right? It has steady cam shots that you've never seen before. It has a, a I certain, mean, it has a consistency of flow to it that feels, you know, it's the, it makes it the movie what it is. Friday the Thirteenth. I'm not trying to bag on Friday the Thirteenth, but I mean, I feel I think you can see the difference between Sean Cunningham and Carpenter as far as directorial skill. With yeah, between those two movies, Halloween and Assault on Precinct 13 back to back, those are like, for my money, like the two greatest B movies that there are. Even like effects wise, Brandon, isn't that why like Savini was so proud of four because he did more than he was able to do on on the first one? He's like, this, yeah. this, this is like this. This is great. This is like I, I feel better now because of yeah, how, how oh yeah, he, he. I mean, Savini is your crowning jewel that gives Friday the Thirteenth a lot of life because Carpenter, you you come through here and his film's so great because. He's, I mean, he's borrowing, like, he's influenced by, like, Hitchcock and all these, like, uh, Italian films and stuff like that. And it's it's all coming out there. Hold real, real quick. I'm sorry. This scene right here where he, where he reaches his hand over and drops the teeth. Yeah. It's fucking, <laughs> yeah. That's fucking cool. Like, it's, so, it's such a more scene in H2O like, in, a, in a bathroom. Yeah. Well, this there's is, this is Halloween 4 and H2O. There's a bathroom scene like it. And then there's the, the truck stop station yeah. garage that Michael... See, it's weird how there's, these things get picked up. Even if they're saying this one doesn't have the sister thing, they still pick up. Like you were saying, the yeah. series picks up things along the way, you know? Right. Yeah, and it's, also, it's also in the zombie Halloween, too, isn't it? Uh, what's he, fights, he fights Ken Forey. Ken Forey, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit, yeah. So it's um, been in. But it's just the way it's like, he just drops a bunch of teeth because it's such a... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said this many times. Michael's such a prankster. Like, it's not just that he kills... <laughs> sometimes he kills people just to get them out of the way, but other times it's like, let me... 
let me go to let me set this up. Like, not only am I about to murder you because you're here, I'm gonna show you something that you might not want to see. It's like just get like he's grinning under that mask. He doesn't have a mask, he's grinning outside of that door. Jack lantern out of a out of a out of a guy's head in a flash. Yeah, we're gonna see some yeah, later on we're gonna get to the real pranks that he goes for. There's a disconnect. You never see Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees doing these things that would seem to take more brain power than they are capable of. Jason doesn't do anything though, right? He just you know, sets up like all the bodies so the last person can find them in the house and they go screaming around. Sometimes, you know? yeah, I guess. When when I'd like to see Michael Myers sitting there with the flashlight in the head, I'm like, well, this is gonna be so fun. It's gonna be cool yeah. <laughs> when they see this. Well, actually, arguably stumbling around in the dark, like hitting I his mean, knee on something. Like <laughs> I gotta go I mean, back. I had a great idea for the head. Look, flashlight. I mean, arguably, in Kills, he gets the record ready for the uh, the guy to... I mean, right. the, the, in Kills, yeah, hey, Big John and Little John, he sets them up like their picture and gets, like, their favorite album out and puts them on right. the record player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's the curiosity of a child, which is when his innocence died, you know, like, that's yeah. fitting for Michael. Like, I, I love that they're... the One of the things I respect and like about this movie is they're they're not afraid to, like leave michael unmasked there i mean they're not going to directly show you him but uh, they have a look for him obviously to, on set and stuff and they're just kind of hint the hint at it and sweep around real fast and it's it's kind of cool rather than just trying to be like oh we can't show you anything it it makes a, it it's effectively shot to show that he's powerful with or without said mask it's just yeah. he really likes the mask apparently. it's just his deal i really love this though when he puts the mask this is pretty great this this sequence and speaking of masks this is you know given that we have all the technology of today to recreate something that cost like what 25 dollars mm-hmm. like if we spent what i assume is half the budget to make sure the mask looks exactly right so it's it like age. yeah like great that. mask and I, I, I have no doubt that there's CG enhancements to do even more to it to make sure that it always looks consistently accurate to 78 while being aged 40 years. Mm-hmm. They really let that drop <laughs> over the last 10 movies, man. Oh, yeah. Well, the masks, get, get, the masks get pretty bad. Yeah. Like that. goes on gets a new mask. That's what he does when he's waiting around at home. H2O. He- shopping for new masks that's how i that's how i try to justify four at this point because i read you know there's my i'm not big on the four mask just because of how white it is it, it okay. there's something about it. it just it's very but it's like well yeah it's not the same mask right you just you got a new mask <laughs> and they still had apparently that mask in the store yeah four four and five where they were going with the mask it's just like yeah. What it's, is that supposed to be? White face man. Why would well, you buy that? Wait, what's, what's, what's ghost face? It's just scary face. That's anonymous. Well, <laughs> well with four, they had the original mask for four, but it didn't like age well. And that scene with the blonde hair that everybody talks about is like, what the hell was that? That was their first shooting and using the original mask. And oh, really? It didn't work. And then they didn't, they didn't have, they forgot I, to reshoot I mean, I, and they had to leave it in the movie because they didn't have the ability to go back and shoot more. I just listened to that commentary with Justin Beam and, yeah. and who's his, what's his name? Who's Dwight Little. Dwight Little. Oh, Dwight. They, well, that's the, the he one. says that he says they like they lost the mask for a day and that's why they had the the, the other mask. Oh no, that that no that that was I've read multiple times that that was their attempt at the original mask and it just aged poorly and they couldn't get it to look right on camera. All right, print the legend. Print the legend. So, <laughs> but. But well, then H two O's got a lot of eyes. But what are you saying here? 
I was just going to say what what you were. I interrupted you to talk about teeth. You were talking about something else. Oh no, I was just talking about well, Friday or whatever. Oh, I was talking about the different Halloween Friday. Like Carpenter's pulling influences, all this. He's a film school guy, and uh, and then with Cunningham, it's just like, well, how do we make that guy's film? And there's yeah. a you know that's pretty much where he ended it. But he gets Savini, uh, which is a huge gives him his I have this and you don't factor. Um, which helps because immediately when um, Steve Miner takes over, the film looks and play the next two films like look and play a lot better. With yeah, I think it was the kills themselves that distinguished that series and made them clearly too. Yeah, I mean Halloween. The other thing about it, you know, is that it's a lot of not it's a lot of uh, not showing you the thing. It's showing you the build up to the thing, mm-hmm. the the actual deaths beyond like Bob getting stabbed. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty much. It's not too violent. Like there's yeah, horrible I mean, things that happen, but and the slashers. I mean, the only ones that would carry or try their best to carry a story with characters and stuff that truly pass on from one to another would be Elm Street, and then uh, Chucky would would do that as well. But um, the others. I mean, Jason is a Jason's second one says nope. These are his movies by killing off the previous they do have the Tommy Do or no, the Tommy Jarvis Tommy Jarvis uh, trilogy are in there too but this goes back to what you were trying to say Peter as far as movies that are kind of acknowledging their past by using their characters to reflect themes or what have you I mean yeah it's not I I mean we, we there's there's a list out there I'm sure that you can make as far as which ones have people and which ones don't uh, but as far as ones that really like try to grow the characters or what have you, yeah, I mean, Halloween is a pretty key staple in that. The the the, the Chucky films do that as well. The um, Scream series does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of that, as far as main ones go, I don't know. I mean, Jaws. Like, what, <laughs> like, what else are we doing? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm trying to think in the Saw movies. The Saw. I mean, that's. That's not even like character development, though. That's just more like people that were around this time might be around the next time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, looking at this now, and and again, I do really think this is this one is one of the best shot. Halloween two reference right here. The guy that look, he's dressed like the guy that bumps into him in Halloween two with the boombox. And this is a straight oh, yeah, up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a long take starting now. This oh, this is thing's like, great. Yeah, this is I good. Like all. three minutes, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do really like, again, sort of like getting different takes on Lori's state of mind or whatever. I also do like what you were saying about, I forgot what you were calling zombies Haddonfield. What were you calling it? Like, what was zombies aesthetic? Hillbilly or Hillbilly. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I like that. I do like that. I mean, imagine, imagine if like, I don't know. Imagine if the Star Trek series had vastly different versions of the bridge in the enterprise. Like, yeah, the technology is different than JJ Abrams, but like it might look a little cleaner, but it is still aesthetically like that's the bridge. Sure. Haddonfield in these movies, they do have a very different vibe, but part of it could be like, they just shot it differently, you know, different locations and stuff. But I really like that. It's, it's a thing that like, normally if you're trying to think of this as was one consistent thing, which they're not, it would be bothersome. But I really like that. I like that that these different versions or whatever. Yeah. Not it's, just Laurie. It's it's like Haddonfield, the Haddonfield of the four and five 
very that's a very different well five in particular goes for a certain kind of atmosphere and then mm-hmm. it gives you the, the the myers mansion that it's morphs into as opposed to the myers house that they right, have. Right. Oh, that's right. i forgot about that yeah well, the, the three-story yeah. house of a dumb yeah. waiter and all these things <laughs> right. yeah five scary i mean you get less of a i mean it becomes the characters are a little bit, bit more slasher movie stock character than like regional sure, like the time feeling yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's like what are kids like now there you go mm-hmm. um but like, yeah, the zombie is definitely a very specific. And I think it's, there's a lot of people that don't want to admit how true to form with small town stuff. Like, because Haddonfield's not the capital of Illinois. It's not a metropolis. It's a mm-hmm. smaller, more hometowny thing on the outskirts. And here's the um, the nurse and the doctor that are main characters in the Halloween Kills. I love this bit because yeah. she looks at him for like looks right at Michael. And you know she's looking at Michael, and then she gets her husband, her you know, attention gets changed, and she turns back, and gets into the car. It's like that easily could have been him killing them right then, but because it doesn't happen. Like, right. But then we get it, but then they come back, which makes it even better. That, it's a great follow-up point on the yeah. thing that you set up in this first film. And that's the hook that they almost never actually used in the series, is that you could walk around with a mask on Halloween, no one's gonna know you're a killer. In the mm-hmm. first one, you don't have money for Halloween trick-or-treating extras. And then the second one, he's in the hospital. This is one of the first ones where you get that sense that, he, yeah, the, the hook of the story is that the killer's wearing a mask and everyone's wearing a mask. There's long shots still going, by the way, that we've been talking about. I love this bit. I love a good camera stays and character moves away and then yeah. comes yeah. back. That's like that's a great shot. Though, for whatever reason, my mind always goes to Pulp Fiction with that uh, when um, they're talking about the damn foot massage thing <laughs> and they get to the door where they're supposed to go in and like, you know, kill all those guys basically. And they're like, we got some time. So they leave the camera stays yeah. there and they go down the hall. So they can continue talking about foot massages before they come back. And the camera's like, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> I, I love a good camera stays still thing. <laughs> and boy, does it really end the yeah. scene on a high, like, oh, oh, like yeah. Boom. All, all that long shot leading up to that, or that horrible death of this very innocent woman. It's mercifully obscured slightly by the blinds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I mean, there's the teens again. Um, the, the the costume stuff's fun. You know, they're Bonnie yeah. and Clyde but reversed. That's it's clever. Haddonfield High School party. The dance, the dance they talk about in the original that we never get to see is. Yeah. Here you go. Is there a Tramer reference here? Is somebody's kid a Tramer? Halloween Kills has the Tramer reference. Okay, but we haven't got no, no one's like Tramer. No, this is like all this. about Lon Elam. Lonnie, Lonnie, yeah, Lonnie, yeah, Lonnie, Elam, yeah. yeah. Ends has to have Ben Tramer in it, right? We can't. Right, yeah. <laughs> we need a Ben Tramer. I love trying between old old woman Lori, old man Hawkins, and old man Tramer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what it will be. Yep. And you Michael, basic- Michael will be the one that seals the deal for one of them. It's like, right. He'll, give, he'll take off the mask, give an impassioned monologue. It's like, look, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Ben Tramer's been nice on the phone and everything, but who's always been there for you, Lori? You know, yeah. Michael, you're right. Deputy yeah. Frank Hawkins has always been there for him. <laughs> And it's crazy here you get with, with this uh, character, you get a straight, you know, remake of Linda Annie Bob from the yeah. first one within this one little house. And then they have to force across the street to go to Lori's, you know, mm-hmm. dungeon I will house. Say, I will say, and I know that it is a, it's very much a different tone. The tone of twenty Halloween 2018, which is what I always call it, and the tone of kills, even though it's the same writer director crew, mm-hmm. is very different. But I am, sup- 
surprised at how much like this stuff with uh, her and the babysitter. Like, I really like all this. Like, it all works really well. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in Kills where I just, it doesn't quite work as, as well for me. Even though I know that both movies, they really only have a short period of time to get you to know these characters. I do like the big John Little John stuff. Yep. I, do. I do. But there are other moments where I'm like, ah, I feel like I should... I should be more into these people and I'm not I, like this stuff. I'm like, Oh, this works great. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a different tone. I just think mm-hmm. there is, it's taking, it's taking a, it's taking bigger swings with what it wants. It's expanding the scope where this scope oh, is yeah. so small. So there's only oh, so many for people sure. to care for about. Sure. Well, I don't think that, I don't think that, I don't think kills is going out of its way to be a different film. It just right. has a lot more stuff going on where this movie is very much go playing off of the simplicity of the whole scenario. Well, yeah, yeah. Th- this is very much like what Rob Zombie was into with his. The first one, he's tasked with remaking the original film. The second one, he's no longer constrained to that. He's able to go great. again, yeah. which this one, they have to go and they have to make something that's as much as a faithful tribute to the original as they can. And then after that, they're free to do what the hell they want or what they really feel can they they can follow up and do all of that being said pete all that's being said peter yes little julian is the best character in this movie. <laughs> it's great he's awesome like, even, I, yeah it's an impression he's fantastic what's his name but uh yeah. jibrail nantambu i, I trent reznor yeah he's a, he a small cameo in in ends or sorry in kills I hope he comes back for ends. I love this kid so like yeah. he's so fun. <laughs> like, just yeah, so- I, I will. I, I will say one of the coolest things about I think uh, triumphs with this movie is I think you could enjoy this this one a lot and even not have seen the original. Like I really think they have kind of made their own thing here that could be enjoyed like that. I don't recommend anybody ever skip the original, but I think this movie contains itself enough that you could get that vibe. I mean, I think that's, I, I I agree with you. And I think that's the, you could argue that's the issue that presents itself when you do the force awakens thing, right? Where you're making these kind right. of reimaginings of the same story, despite mm-hmm. the fact that they are legacy sequels. And I could see how that could rub some people the wrong way because it's, right. it's not necessarily erasing something, but it's saying this version is just as good. Right. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> right. Uh, but I mean, yes, as far as a closed off story goes, yeah, you can watch this and acknowledge that it has reference for some other thing, but it doesn't matter because it's a tells, it's a tells its own story. This has mm-hmm. a beginning, middle and end. Like that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, it, it encourages someone to go back and check out the original if they got dragged to the theater or they're just a teen that went and saw a movie called Halloween that weekend. Don't throw somebody's phone in nacho cheese, dick. That's, this, yeah. that's not good. Here's a question. Um, do you like did this boyfriend before all this stuff starts happening where he immediately becomes the worst person in the movie? Um, did you suspect that there was going to be some kind of turn with him or did he seem like a genuine guy? Actually, I didn't. I thought he seemed, uh, yeah, 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 because because when he's at the um, well, he's at the restaurant. No, I actually liked him. I was yeah, like, no, he's he's fine. Fine. He's yeah. but he's not like a one dimensional jerk. He's no, he's know. not. And kills gives him more to, I mean, kills his face. They actually they cut a scene where he chased her out of there too. He, Sorry, Brandon. But no, there's a scene that they cut where he chased her out of the place and cleaned up the phone and was trying to make amends. But they cut that. It, it, it's bringing him bringing him back. I'm just like, okay, so this is going to be like an hour of waiting for this guy to die because clearly they didn't kill him in this movie. <laughs> I yeah. don't see him. I don't see him surviving the night. <laughs> right. They also, I mean, this movie did have some changes and heavier reshoots is not what we saw was not the original intent there's 
the final act was changed up quite a bit. It still happened at Lori's house, but the the result and stuff was uh, quite different. And they, they had test screenings and stuff, and they have not shown us uh, original cut or what the d- intent was, but there were some. Do you think it still involves on. Dr. Sartain being the... I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I would imagine that's still there, um, but the battle with Lori was quite different. It was in the front yard and Interesting. stabbing each other, and I think it ended with I think it ended with like I, I read that Michael just like went out in the woods and sat down amongst those mannequins, and that's how it ended. I can something. see that being a pretty evocative way to end it. Like, yeah, that's actually, that sounds pretty cool. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the buildup to that is, but the yeah. idea of that being the last shot of the movie that sounds actually pretty cool. And I think Lori was a lot more wounded at the end than she ends up here. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a bit of a different ending. I, I that, can't recall uh-huh. too much, but yeah, they did extensive rework of the ending. Talking about the kind of little character beats and stuff. When Dave comes in, the boyfriend mm-hmm. here, and he's and he brings a little pet horse, and he says like, "This is what Jack or whatever he says yeah. is," and she says, "Hi, Jack." That's good. That's like yeah. that's that that immediately gets you right into the locks into those that relationship right there. I mm-hmm. think that's that's just a nice little touch. Those two, yeah, those two had other stuff cut from the film too. They had uh, another little scene of them ban- their banter, and I'm like, these two are like, I could watch these two talk, like just. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel really bad when they die because yeah. there's there's just nothing there. They're just yeah. people that are at out. Like they're not even by slasher movie standards, they're not doing anything wrong. Right. <laughs> like, just, he does just, have the the really weird part where he goes on the motorcycle just so it's like, oh, we can't hear them inside. Bullshit. It's yeah, just which really is very, awkward. It's very forced. Yeah, <laughs> like, very like, like what really? Like, like even like, if it's it's nighttime, like realistically, even if there wasn't a killer on the loose, why are you revving up a motorcycle right now? And, and if he was high as a kite, like he is, like I don't think he'd be so. Like um, him being high is a justification, despite the fact that r- movies seem to rarely understand what it's like for somebody to be high. <laughs> Look at True. Transformers yeah. Two for a better example of that. Well, I think Danny um, McBride and D- David Gordon Green would know, but one would think. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, how me, I, can we can well, we analyze this real quick? My, Michael was outside. He wants to come in this house and murder people. So what happened? He snuck in the house. Yeah, snuck up the stairs. The kid apparently was sleeping, and he's thinking, okay, I'll go in the closet. He's been in that <laughs> house a while. Uh, yeah, so I'll go in the closet, stand there, assume the kid might wake up and notice me kind of at some point, and then he'll have to run downstairs and get someone to come in so they can open the door so I can be like, boom, bam, surprise! Like, is that, that was his whole, that was his whole idea. I, I, I do love, though, that the geography works because um, in... Halloween kills the the couple that we saw getting in the car that wind up being characters and they're like, hey, it's the little kid from across the street. So I'm like, well, oh, from across yeah, the they're, in the, yeah. they're in the neighborhood. Yeah, they're in the neighborhood. So time in the movie wise, he could have pulled this off. I love that they call him an asshole too because he's nice. He's got cool oh yeah, <laughs> well, he's a smart ass. That's the thing. Like that's, that's, that's why he's endearing. Yeah. <laughs> and his room's cool. He's got a bunch of stuff. It looks like an actual kid's room. Well, see, those characters act much more like a babysitter and a kid than the than the characters in the first Halloween. I think. Oh, Lori's a good one. Andy's a shitty babysitter. Lori's a good one. She, yeah, yeah I think they're yeah. just Lori the reads quality him. of babysitting. She, yeah, she treats kid. she treats them as she treats the kids. Lori, yeah, Lori treats the kids as equals. And I, I think Andy, Annie, they're and also seventies kids. Like they're also seventies, yeah, but, but I but I do think how Annie and Linda act is that, that I mean they're practically antagonistic towards each other. I think that's very realistic as far as how babysitters and a child could be. Yeah. 
She's, oh, here we you know, go. And she has to rescue her from the laundromat, from the laundry, from the laundry room, and the, tra- the, the trailer shot gets on the oh, phone first so yeah. she can tell the boyfriend that she got stuck in the window like that seems like exactly it's funny the, the trailer let that, that hang longer than the actual movie does the yeah closet shutting which is annoying that, that was annoying to me because like that there's so good there's so much good tension there as far as letting mm-hmm. that go damn socks slips on the thing <laughs> Oh, the give runs by Dave. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He just You're going to die, Dave. That's the line of the movie. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to die, Dave. <laughs> oh, get help. <laughs> You're killed, Dave. Oh. And he wants to help. Little uh, clone of Justin Chatwin over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knife squishing. Nice. Gonna That's a great shot. Look at yeah. that shot right there. That kind of yeah. half blurred Michael face as he turns. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I like how this movie really. It does feel like there's something missing there between Hawkins and Laurie that kills is like yes, there was. You know, like yeah, there's an implied relationship there. Yeah, that they they've they've crossed paths in a uh, maybe not like a. Deep, I mean, deeper, not like related. They have have a day that they clearly bonded over, yeah. That he's involved with the 78 night as well, yeah. And so, the you know, shared levels of trauma, especially since we learned more about him and kills as far as how involved he was. When Laurie says in this movie that she's divorced twice, is that reference to um, Jamie and John, her other two kids from the? The movies <laughs> what kids she would say yeah <laughs> oh was john the josh hartnett josh hartnett yeah, so I was yeah. thinking. yeah you, you can do you couldn't do better casting than will pat and for this it's a, yeah it's a it's a very that it's like yeah that's the kind of role he does <laughs> he's so good he's so lived in and good yeah and you're right it is the kind he is the kind of casting that makes me go wait was he in the first one? Yeah. Like, is this Will like, Patton's first movie? Was he yeah. an extra? <laughs> what, did I forget that he was in it? And Thomas Mann and Kills, good casting choice. He looks like he feels like a young Will Patton. Like yeah. I, I got that immediately from him. They're gonna show Dave in a second. It's like, yeah. boy, they killed it. Like he jammed his neck with a knife. Right. It, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's a up, update on the Bob kill. Like yeah. that's pretty much. The Bob, all... the Bob one has the seeing the action of it, and this one has the grislier aftermath of it. We're seeing those Halloween three masks run around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's the same kids that were wearing those masks that they cast for? I doubt it, right? No, they. they I mean, it's they have, they, they implied that it, like you know, character wise in the movie, yes, yes, but, I did yeah. thought you have, but yeah. Wait, what are you saying? The kid, the Halloween three masks, the kids that are running around in those masks in this movie, they're back in the second movie, just like the you know. Oh, the I people. thought it was the same kids. No, it's not. No, I mean it's in the, in the universe. It's the same kids, but the same actors. I oh, obviously. I thought it Michael yeah, dumps that it. that jack o' lantern in the in the in the, <laughs> the fish tank. Fish tank, yeah. yeah. Here's one of his bits again. It's like, all right, I killed her. Let me let me position yeah, her in a chair. <laughs> let me get her knees just right so she sits in the chair. Get her arms on the thing. Okay, I yeah. Was the ghost with a sheet once. Yeah, I did. 
Yeah, I did, I did do that. Do I have glory by glory glasses? <laughs> He's going to think I'm sitting there, but guess what? I'm going to be in the other room looking in the mirror. That's a good creepy scene right there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the window is a little bit, the glass is a little bit. Great shot. Too bad she never gets that accurate again. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's through a window at a mirror and it's dead center, but you can't fucking hit him now when he's like two feet away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I get she's running right. She's not standing still. She's not, she's not Murtaugh right now where she can do her head. Take a shot. Here's this guy. Yeah, that guy. Well, I love the the complaints. She didn't get him. She, She wings him. I love the complaints about like, oh, no one in Haddonfield can shoot. Their aim is for shit. I'm like, w-. and if they do hit him, we've seen what happens. Like, yeah, yeah I believe Donald Pleasance did shoot for shit <laughs> or didn't do shit yeah. for shit at all. That didn't work at all. It's what called was, it's called fiction and a movie and entertainment, yeah. folks. I was one of the reviews for Kills. I forgot who wrote it. Said something kind of, and for the first time, I never thought about the ending of Halloween when they look down and the, he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. The writer I was was saying that this is clearly a bid for a sequel. I never thought that. No, it was never intended. No one ever thought of that. No, it's just it's just like it's, it's just, it's just scary. Classic <laughs> Carpenter thing. If it's not over yet, the yeah. yeah. If that, mean, if it, yeah, if that's your thought, you haven't seen any John Carpenter movies. Yeah, or just like any kind of spooky tale, like a campfire tale. Like I'm waiting on the sequel for every Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> let alone like, like the movie taught you how to watch it what happened in that movie well let's see he got stabbed in the neck and he got up again he got stabbed in the eye and got up again he got stabbed with a, with a, with a knife in the chest and got up again so yeah he got shot a bunch of times sounds like he's probably gonna get up again guys i mean it's not a, <laughs> like, it's, i hate like uh, like i you know as much as i love this series and stuff like man that that's a perfect ending and yeah. and, it's, and it's it's so cool and it's meant it's meant for you to go home and think Michael Myers is still out there. Like that's what it is. It's the shot. It's where he's been, but where he isn't right now. You hear the breathing and everything. I don't know where we got so stupid in cinema going and watching the train to just everything sequel ball. Like, but that was never the intent. No one thought it back then. Michael didn't come back until the slasher genre started jumping on. And they were like, well, we have Michael. Why? Where's the original guy? Bring him back. Like, and then after that, they're like, well, why don't we bring Norman Bates back? So, like, that's... And they did it well. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't watch Psycho and go, well, I mean, he's going to get out at some point, and we got to see that. So, I mean, it's set right. up for a sequel for when he gets he's out. He's not dead yet. He's not dead yet. So, yeah, it's so stupid. And yeah, those birds are still out there, guys. One's bird, too. And they did make a bird. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I love to speaking of stupid movie watchers or people who think they know about movies they don't. I love that the David Gordon Green is reputation of, of the people who are anti the Halloween kills or anti this movie. Like, well, of course, we expect from the director of Pineapple Express. And I'm like, oh, come on. You realize what he was before then was like, wow, that guy's doing comedies like that was right. what, like Solitude, it's like really. directors direct they they have and some are better at certain things that are, but they can direct anything like david gordon green could direct a star wars if you gave it to him like he could well, like i said he's directing three halloweens and he just signed on to direct a movie about walt disney inventing disneyland and he's doing and an the exorcist, exorcist trilogy and then he's gonna go do that that's crazy like, i mean like it's it's like these one trick but like if you met david gordon green at pineapple express that you're too late like that you're late there yeah. because he was i remember was, Pete's five-star review of all the real girls all there. the real girls yeah it's a great like, movie 
And yeah. George Washington. That's back when he was like, oh, he's like a junior Terrence Malick, sort of. With the yeah, oh, very well. Yeah. Watching yeah. those two and like Snow Angels, like there's all yeah, kinds like, of stuff going on. It's so or is that him going to the background? Did he just take, is that him? There's Michael. there's like a sheriff's uh, SUV that in the background. Which oh, would yeah. be, it would be like an homage to the first. That's why. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dr. Sartain. There he is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm is what it is now, but like he just when I first saw this movie, he was just so obvious. Like there was something up with this guy. Like <laughs> I, I just was like, when is it gonna be? And his voice to go with it, and Michael. And like, oh, so you're the new Lomas. Yeah, that's my weakest line in this movie. I mean, I can make fun of the it's, grandmother stuff all you want, but when she says you're the new Loomis, it's, it's like the ah. fan fictiony aspect of it seeping in, like I don't think he's specific. I mean, I don't think he's the shining when he gets to the points where he goes off the wall. But yeah. the stuff leading up to that, I don't think he's bad here. Like, no, he's not bad. He's, he's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's he's truly interesting. And he's somebody like I don't know why, but like I was like, well, I didn't know this was gonna be a thing when I went to see this movie. Like I was like, oh, okay. Well, I like that it's also like it's this random like Middle Eastern actor as opposed yeah. to like, you know, some other like very specific character. Cause then that, that'll be more like if they cast like Stellan Skarsgård and so it's like, well, clearly yeah. he's going to have something to do. <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's dragon tattoo syndrome. <laughs> all, right. all the lead characters are obscure Swedish people except for Stellan Skarsgård. Which one's the killer? Yeah. <laughs> true, true. But I, yeah, like it's, it's interesting. It's a, it's a nice, I guess, you know, the flip on Loomis. But like the thing is, like, I feel like with that character, you at least need to get in the saddle of like, oh, I'm going to be on this guy's side like Loomis. And then he turns on you, the audience. This guy, I never feel that way. Like, he's almost extraneous. I I don't know. I would almost. Well, that's what want... they're banking on. They're banking on the fact that he feels extraneous. So you're not going to try to like suss True. this out as far as I, what's going to happen. I would most. I would. Probably... Like it's, not even, it's not like it's a mystery right. of a movie to begin with. Right. Like I would more prefer they not like Stellan Skarsgård casting, but a more friendly like actor that you're used to seeing get a good guy role okay flipped here and do that because now like, he's not dragging attention i'm like why is this guy here like why is he and he's in a lot of the movie and he's like, like, a, like, like a steven okay. root there's some well steven uh, root could go bad too like we've seen he him can go bad, bad. he could also be very nice so. yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't i don't have someone off the tip of my tongue but someone richard really bring him back from halloween too yes As i mean buddy. i sort of see what i sort of see what brandon brandon is saying in the sense that um his character has to make this. Oh, hashtag me too. His, his character has to make <laughs> this. Uh, oh, right. There it is. They did it. That was the scene. This. Um, his character has to make this leap of of like, oh, it was all a plan all along type of thing. And the right kind of actor make kind of maybe would work it better than others. But I also see Aaron's point that he's he, because he's not. Oh my God, it's Stellan Skarsgård. He's not distracting. Like mm-hmm. he's just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my first time seeing it. Actually, even well, I don't want him to be still probably, in Skarsgård. He's I want, probably my least favorite part of the movie, mm-hmm. I guess. So I want to I don't think anyone's favorite. I want to feel. I want to feel yeah. betrayed by that character, like person. Like I wanted to be have been on board with it, right. feel betrayed. Here, I'm just like, okay, he's like what? Right. He's, I'm he's trying long, to think of like, like you, you know. It's too much if I say like Tobolowski because that's that's just weird. <laughs> He's like the one that does this, but I know what you're saying, Brad, and I, yeah. I can I, I I see where that's going. I mean, because we're all agreeing, it's not the highlight of the movie as far no. as this goes. So. And he's and the poor bastard has the worst one of the worst. We got to get to Act Three somehow. Turns. That... Yeah, it's it, the writing's the real problem here, not the not the issue. Well, actually, the though, I don't 
I don't mind the, because it pays off in kills. I like the idea of like, Lori is always obsessed with like, I'm obsessed with Michael. Michael's obsessed with me. And in kills, you get this thing where uh, eh, it's not really about you. It because it was really, yeah, just it, does, it creates, it, like, I, it I creates like some, that actually. It I creates some confusion. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. It, there it is that well. here too, but dumb audience people don't get that. Like it's yeah, sure. like, right. Michael's I, forced into a place like that. Yeah. There's, I think there's other ways to get him to that point. Yeah, it's true. I this guess is, also, this is, this real quick. This is fun because it's this Michael is a good setup. With, yeah. Him playing with motion sensors. With the motion sensors. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was really nice. Oh, I think he's playing red light, green light too. He's like, oh, yeah. the Halloween two runs, nod he runs, to he's the, running over right now. <laughs> he stops. <laughs> yeah. Halloween two nod to the L rods was in there. That's where they live. L rods. The L rods. Yeah. yeah. The, um, people that at the beginning of Halloween 2 where he takes the knife and she's got she's mate. You want a ham oh, yeah. sandwich? Oh, her, yeah. Man, you want mayonnaise Spring. on your sandwich? Uh, everybody's yeah. costume choice is a downfall for them. Socks, now capes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What a brutal death for this guy. <laughs> the way, like, the kids get it the worst in this movie, it seems. Can they bring him back dead in the next one to show yeah. you how yeah, they show yeah. dead, yeah. Him well, and I mean, the guy, the guy at the gas station and getting your teeth ripped out is pretty brutal, man. He killed him first. <laughs> well, I mean, unless he killed him first. Yes, unless he killed him first. Right, yeah. Like uh, he didn't have time to like torture. He doesn't. He's, he's not fucking. He's not. He's not a Guantanamo Bay. Like he's gonna kill him. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny too. I like about uh, the, the thing where people are like, yeah, yeah, Michael is random. Like you know, he could go after anybody. It's not about Lori. It's all this study. Yeah, and then Halloween Kills comes in. There's complaints like. Why isn't it Michael going after Lori? Right, yeah. Oh, I wanted to say, right here, as I recall, because obviously we're watching this without audio, this is the first time we hear the kind of new cool score that Carpenter added. This is when some there's a, something in the music that changes here, and I remember being yeah, like, because oh, it, that's really cool. Like, because the movie's, it's now finally focused on Alice. <laughs> it's, it's, well, yeah. She's yeah. been a supporting character for the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Now she's the main character for a bit here. I mean, the whole score is new. The whole score is new, but well, it's, no, it's no, true, there's but a theme. There's a theme here. There, yeah, there is something specific in this moment where it's a very different sound that yeah. I was more aware of. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe no, no, you're right. No, you're right, Peter. No, there, there is yeah. a there is a specific theme for Michael versus Allison versus Michael doing right. whatever else. Um, I think though, just to to finish the thing, at what is the new doctor's name? It's not Sartain. 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 Come on, I think, like Satan. Like like. <laughs> I think they, yeah, I mean, I think it is more just a matter of us just figuring out if what other choices they could have made in the script, because we're so used to dealing with not only like Donald Pleasance being Loomis in so many of them, and then McDowell, he had the advantage of he gets to play a, a certain kind of Loomis in the first Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. and then a very cynical opportunist Loomis, but it works because of opportunist the- Loomis. That's well, Loomis, is, yeah. Loomis is especially extraneous in that movie. He's having his own movie until he sees on the news. Something's happening. He's like, I guess I should get out there, get down there. Like there's right, nothing right, for him yeah. to do. Well, he's, he, well, I mean, he's dealing with his own, like tragedy in his, his own way. And everything. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like, you, there's a version of that movie where he's not there and there's no real difference. It's just, you get, you get that movie. Right. You get that. You get that side story that's going along. So it's otherwise, it's just he shows up at the end and it's like, well, what's he been up to the whole time? <laughs> I do love Mister Weird. Yeah. I do love though in the Rob Zombie one when he in the second one he sees 
isn't there like a cutout of him? And he's like, that's old Loomis. That's old Loomis. Yeah, yeah. Because it's good. Because it's a full, um, it's a full <laughs> jacket. It's a, it's, a, it's a Van, no, it's a, it's a jacket. It's Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. And then he just yes, has, yeah. must, he's just has mustache in two. That's <laughs> old Loomis. It's old Loomis. Nice. I do like Because then later you see the billboard and it is like the new Loomis of just the mustache. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, hmm. I like the, yeah, Lori painted flowers on that garage door thing. Like, Spending the day, like you know what, we need to spruce oh. up this murder basement. Yeah, um, the whole Sartain thing and getting, you know, the yes, I mean the the, the Sartain thing. It's it's a project because it's like it's how it's executed. Like there's a way to get Michael and Lori together. I mean the I, like one, what is they just they catch Michael right, and then because we've established that Lori's house is seemingly on the way to Smith's Grove or something, so it's like catch Michael and then he just breaks out. Yeah, like, he, es- <laughs> he essentially wants the same thing the podcasters want. <laughs> I love it is driving. Oh, there's Michael. Hit him. All right. Like, yeah. there's, there's doing the rounds. It's the weirdest scene in the movie. Like, it's just like this is it just doesn't feel right. Like it never uh, like I'm trying to like get to where like, oh, this is just this movie, but it's it sticks out. At yeah, this I point, feel like, like this his because okay. like kills it seems like his goal is i'm gonna get to my house right that's his whole thing like yeah kill whoever's on the way michael this, comes home this movie is more feeding frenzy michael right he's just like it's halloween yeah. i'm out here i'm gonna just walk around and do what i do yeah this is halloween far from home yeah <laughs> um that ends is no way home because they destroy his home that makes yeah. sense um so it's there actually, funny enough, was a uh, Halloween Resurrections title was Halloween Homecoming. Originally. I remember that, yeah. Uh, I do remember, though, this this whole sequence, this was, I do remember the first time I saw this, this was where I was a little worried that the movie had suddenly just, you know, as they say, jumped the shark. because Gone like, off the rails. Yeah, off the rails. I was like, uh-oh. I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Well, like, I can tell you why. It's when he pops up of wearing the mask. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, this that's right. Like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah for I a want hot... to see Michael. I want for, to see. For a hot second, I'm just like. Yeah. I got to say, guys, all this stuff works for me. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, really? Well, yeah. Like Loomis sat with this guy for how many years? It was like, oh, this Sartain dude, man. He is. Yeah. I, I like when he pops up with the mask on. I like that he's this. And I like to get his head crushed. I mean, I'm not going to get his head crushed. No one's. His no one's going to argue no with killing the, <laughs> killing the worst character in this movie does not bother me. <laughs> like, the worst character in the movie is the male podcaster. They just had the opportunity to do something else because Pleasance is dead. They had to have a Pleasant surrogate, so make yeah, him. Which I mean, I, I feel like the Pleasant surrogate should make you like him to begin with from the Pleasant surrogate. Like I'm never with this guy or Pleasance again. They're trying to, to, to that gives them the freedom to do something else, as in right. In, oh sure, yeah. It does. But I feel like they're wanting to lure you like that and then trick you, and it just because this guy just isn't. I don't feel he's likable or giving you what. Pleasance did. I, I don't think I don't need Donald Pleasance again, but I need a presence that he's my guy. He's my keeping me safe. He's the guy who knows about things because that's what you know. Donald Pleasance says in the first one was like, "Well, if this guy knows about Michael. When he can get to Michael, we can stop things." And this Sartain, I'm just just to be clear, tick tock, tick tock. When's he going to turn on us? Like this seventy uh, year old doctor with a gunshot wound in his shoulder just picked up a six foot five man and put him into yeah. a police car. <laughs> yeah. <I know>. yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that's just because the movies. It's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. He just very, very easily did that. Yeah. You really want to watch 45 minutes of him dragging? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Young girl, get out here. Help. Yeah, see, I watched, I watched Gus Van Sant's Jerry recently. I think I can handle this. Young girl, help. They could have, yeah, they could have. Well, and doesn't he runs over Will Patton here? Watch. Yeah, they uh, they fucked that up with the continuity. Gives <laughs> <laughs> you be a cripple. I rewound that when I was rewatching. I was like, wait, he just ran over yeah, him. That, that's a lot of recording right there for kills. I mean, I, it's odd that they would do that to him. Uh, they're just assuming no one does it. Oh, we'll, we'll remember this. This Finally. is a great. This is a Sonic commercial. This is what this is. This is the, those Sonic commercials with those guys in the car. Yeah. The, this, okay. is, this is what this is. What annoys me about this is that it's a it's a perfectly written thing. And I love this so much. And I just hate how dismissive he is of it, despite explaining very clearly what he yeah. just did for his partner. <laughs> it really pisses me off. It's, it's, it's the best version oh, of the Halloween Five Cops. This is what this is. This is Halloween yeah, it Five. Is better, it is better than like, the Halloween there's, Five. There's nothing, I, nothing wrong with the execution of this. It's just the, my, the empathy I have for the police officer that it went out of his way to do something very nice for his partner. I love the big, the big <laughs> Tupperware with just a couple yeah, of how big the, the Tupperware corner. is great, yeah. He's got like a brownie one. Slasher movie. Everybody is sort of an asshole. And this one, everybody seems to be really intent on being sweet to each other. And mm -hmm. like, except for this guy. Well, except for the doctor. Yeah. It's cool. That's just because it's a peanut butter bond me. That's disgusting. Is hilarious because the guy's an idiot. It's a piece of bread. But it's like he just explained every single step as to what this is. Like, there's nothing about that anymore that should be problematic for him. Is, <laughs> police officer. What do you want from this guy? I love how Dr. Sartain falls for this bullshit. Like, he doesn't even question. It's like, oh, he spoke to you. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's so into it. Yeah, see, it's not like it's not like I hate this stuff. Like, it's you know, it's 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 the kind of thing where it's like it's the eleventh Halloween movie. What? How much? How much? How much? How much ire am I going to direct towards certain aspects of the film? Not a lot. But, but 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 if you're if you're going to ask if you're going to ask me what if you're going to ask me why this isn't like a five star movie to me or whatnot or why this doesn't match up to certain other ones that I like more. I'm going to pinpoint something and it's like, well, yeah, this stuff is just lesser than compared to the rest you're, of this movie. You're, you're doing that because it's a more ambitious movie. I feel like if you were to pick apart Halloween 4, 5, and 6, you could certainly find elements that are just awful. But you don't because you like it. You want to kind of, you want to be on their side and support them a little bit. Yeah, but I give 4 and H2O and this all the same rating. So it's like, I mean, what does it matter at that point? You have to be easier on those movies to enjoy them, and then we have what to am I being easier on though? I rate them basically the same. You're being easy on it. Halloween Four has a lot of sort of I like it too, but it's got a lot of stuff that is sort of thoughtless and junky and thrown together. I mean, that's that's, that's a to each his own thing. If you want to ask me specifically, so. specifically what I like about this movie, what I don't like, I know what that is. I, Nah, Halloween 4 is the Force Awakens of this series because it's the one that's supposed to give you what you didn't get from the weird Halloween 3. I mean, that's but that's how they would argue this movie's supposed to be, though, as far as mm -hmm. why they made it. They're giving you this movie because, presumably, as Brandon, you said, people hate these sequels, apparently. Oh, this is we're great. Getting... This is really good. It's coming up. That's a good, gooey, oh. a good gooey shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to me, it's there either, but it doesn't mean those movies shouldn't exist. I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying if you want to assign reason as to why this movie exists, part of it is this logic that, well, 
we want to establish this idea that people didn't like those and this is the real sequel. I don't think that's true. I think that I think you guys are reading into that. I, I don't understand. First of all, they're not taking those other movies. You're reading into it, Brian. Brandon pointed out that's all in the that was the whole marketing. That campaign. was the whole marketing <laughs> campaign. They were they were that was their push. And they, I thought that, you know, one of the things that because I paid attention with that when his disappointment was like they were like, well, it's like, oh, they're going to do something new here. And they even Jamie Lee Curtis was didn't. like, yeah, H2O yeah, it wasn't good. I would know whatever. This is the real one that I wanted to be involved. Like that's that's them doing that. That's yeah. not reading into it. And they make those movies the underdog and you guys want to defend them more and jump to their and run to their defense. What am I but, defending? But when I'm this one, one doesn't like H2O as much as you do. <laughs> like, but but when this oh, one, but when this one, when this one, this one talks that talk and then just goes ahead and does what they have done before. I'm like, well, what were you doing? Like, you're exploring and doing things that were done before, but acting like it, you discovered these new ideas, and they're not new ideas. They're, I mean, Rob Zombie just did a movie about trauma and PTSD from these events. Um, better. And that, and <laughs> better. In my opinion, better. Well, yeah, um, better. I think and, we all agree on that. And then here they are acting like they're the first to do it, and H2O even covered it. And Who acts like they're the first to do it? Me they are. Me. This is what they are talking about. This is their marketing that's, pitch. That's, that's the, this, is the, this is the press release. The movie. This is the press release. This is what they yeah, are but I mean, saying. You got a bad idea in your head from the press release that made you feel like they were saying everybody hates his other movies. That's how they're but, pitching it to you. This is how they're pitching most it. Most people movie. just go see the movie. They don't know about the press release. Right. Oh, but, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And also, to try to keep a story like this serialized for 12 is an idiotic idea. Because, frankly, if this happened once to you, you wouldn't, you'd not you be sitting around for the rest of your life going, oh, my God, he got up. We shot him. He got up again. It would be no Halloween 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So we're trying to keep – It's almost. it would almost be cruel to try to keep this – in a straight continuity and not doing that frees you up to tell different stories, which I think is really different important. stories, but this yeah. follows a lot of the things they've done before. I mean, this isn't the I exact mean, same movie. Is it? movie that making, making Laurie the sister makes Michael a little less scary. It always did. It makes yeah. it gives some direction. So I always, I never liked that. I like those sequels, but I never liked a decision. That's a sequel decision. It you know? never, I honestly never, it only bothered me when they kept stringing it to other, like a deep, family roots but uh they i mean it never really bothered me that much <laughs> let's can we talk oh, about this movie but, i mean for one toby has got to show up his yo-yo skills but also boy michael went to town on these cops yeah. <laughs> 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 and he, like oh, the, now, now think the idea he's like i'm gonna do this whole thing with the cops where i shove a flashlight and cradle it in his head and everything then i'm gonna wait by the like right aside the house so i can see somebody come out just so i can i can see what his reaction is and then i go kill him that's the movies he's just so into this he loves this stuff that's a wig right that she's wearing yes uh, she keeps it short i mean i do i do applaud the move to make the direct sequel take away that that's cool it's different but then they go and follow similar patterns to other ones that they've done before but that was what i'm saying like yeah i know joe schmo doesn't pay as much attention maybe didn't watch all the marketing push or whatever but the the marketing push was jamie lee curtis is back this is a real sequel and it made a ton of money so obviously people were buying that push because they Honestly, know Jamie Lee Curtis has come back before. Even, be, even beyond, I think we're we're getting mixed up a little bit here as far as what points we're trying to make. But I think it'd be beyond like what you can market it as, I do think like David Gordon Green and McBride having a pitch, having a concept they could, they went to Blum mm-hmm. and they went to what the Akkads, Mustafa. No, it's his son, right? He's dead, right? Yeah, Mal- Malik. Malik. Like 
there is a notion there where it's like we have an idea and you've never seen this idea before and that's what brandon's getting at it's like well we have seen but the the idea that they were going to shoot before them also did this so um the the one with the guys who did the collector was a direct continuity sequel to the first one wiping out the they weren't going to get jamie lee curtis back so they added more to the first night in a Mm -hmm. prologue and then told their own story uh, following that, which would be a direct sequel to the first one, erasing the sister continuity and stuff like that. That Get was this guy's dirty hands. But, so they weren't the, they weren't the first to pitch that. I, I will feel say like it. the pitch that they made to Carpenter that he like must have been just the idea that Laurie is living in this yeah. heavily fortified. Right. It, it's that and erasing the sister thing easily right. is what got oh, yeah. Carpenter's Car- attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he came up with it, didn't he? What? They wrote Halloween too. I mean, he didn't have to do that, did he? Yeah, yeah but he's he's I mean, always regretted it. There's a beer commercial referencing that. There is a there's like a Bud, Budweiser commercial about like John Carpenter. Can I uh, practical question? Um, I've oh. only seen I've only seen Halloween Kills once. She just like blew off part of his left hand. It's still gone. Kills, it's still gone. It's still it gone. Still there, gone? There's okay. a close up at the end that shows it's still there. He's, he's, he's okay. bandaged it. He's, he's lost two it. two fingers are gone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, oh, like, yeah. His yo-yo fingers are gone. Mm-hmm. Will never be the same. I assume he took it from Toby Huss when he killed him. Well, it's like at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, and Jessica Biel chops off Leatherface's arm. So they're like, well, the next one better be a prequel. We don't want to have to mess with that arm. <laughs> what if they didn't make a sequel? <laughs> it was just him trying to figure that out. That'd be cool. Because Arlie Ermey's got. There's no. I mean, that's the other thing. They killed Arlie Ermey. So it's like, well, what what do we do with a sequel? I don't know. He just <laughs> he's just trying to sew clothes with one hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peace, Michael Myers. I mean, I'll say that, like, I'm not thinking of, you know, what Brandon was thinking or Yancey was thinking. I, I, you know, for me, I I really like, uh, I, I really like Halloween 2018 and I do like H4 um, and I liked H2O, not as much as I think uh, Yancey and Brandon. Um, but I think the thing that I like about this, this particular one was I do think one of the advantages you have is it is kind of nice to sort of like cherry pick what worked or maybe didn't work in the last 40 years. I'm not against, I I think we're we're not against. I kind of like that. I like this movie. I like, I think that's We're not against the idea of cherry picking. It's the, it's the idea of presenting it as if no one's done it before. That's the. Sure. Sure. I get that. With the, with the benefit of having 10 prior entries that you can see what worked is, you know, stuff that's not going to live on. Those, those press release comments are not going to be. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. You know, like I, I think I, I get what uh, that it was upsetting, but I, I don't think that that's gonna that's not part of the text of this movie. You know, the movie's not saying guess what we're doing. It's amazing. It's saying that, but I mean, this stuff I, lingers I, around. I mean, I I, I very yeah. clearly know Carpenter's thoughts on Halloween too because of the interviews that he's gave after the fact. I and mean, it's I, like I've it's not something the, that goes I, away. I've seen the articles. I've seen the feedback. They bought into all that the essays and stuff like and like this is the stuff that goes in those books that you read about these franchises like how audiences felt at the time like movies or your feeling about them so what is it why does it bother you so much it's not about bothering it's about it's it's understanding what the legacy is the legacy contains Mm -hmm. more than just the film itself it contains the stuff around the film it's interesting i will say yancey brought up that halloween four to him is the force awakens because it it basically was like forget about halloween three i know you guys didn't like that like that concept, it's a little different because that was such that was the 80s. Mm-hmm. I definitely think this movie is doing the same thing because a lot of people hated the zombie movies. 
So the zombie movies were like the Star Wars prequels for a lot of people. So Fair. this very much was, no, 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 forget all that. We got Jamie Lee Curtis, and you know, which is very much a legacy thing. But I see Yancey's, it's it's almost like they're both doing that. Well, Halloween I see Halloween 4 is like a 10-year yeah. anniversary tribute movie more than uh, like, like it's it does. Yeah, it does follow in that stuff, a, a legacy sequel type thing before, but they didn't bring, they, well, I guess they brought back they brought Donald Loomis, Pleasance. They brought back yeah, Donald they brought Pleasance. Back Donald- so that's your selling point, but it didn't, I, I don't think it was knowingly doing that type of thing. It was, you know, it was just like, Hey, let's try the night of stalking again in a way. And it, and it does. Yeah. It follows I mean, it. this feels like, a. I mean, it's called Halloween, this movie. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's doing something in the wake of a time where we can bring back things and as a legacy same title and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And every 10 years they do, they tell, they tell the original again. So in some way, <laughs> you know, Halloween four, um, you know, H2O and then you got uh, Rob Zombies. Yeah. When is Zombies? Is Zombies 2008? No. Seven, seven, and, nine. seven and nine. Oh, seven okay. Yeah. I just wrote this mannequin stuff. It bothers me uh, because there's nothing scary about it except the way the camera shoots the mannequins. <laughs> it's like there's oh. no reason she should be this freaked out by this stuff. She's been to her grandmother's house, uh, but whatever. <laughs> it's just. Uh, and the mannequins don't look enough like Michael Myers for me to be like, oh, she'd be terrified of being in this field of mannequins. And this is a house they found, right? They didn't build this. They found this house, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in real life? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not. It, yeah, it's not Atlanta. <laughs> it's not. It's not part of Tyler Perry Studios. Did they call it? Wait. So, just curious for you guys, did you prefer this or Kills? I, I mean, I prefer this mm-hmm. currently. Um, I've seen Kill Brandon. You've seen we've both seen it twice yeah. so far, right? Like yeah. I, yep. I can. Yancey, I, Yancey I, did you watch? Have you seen? You've seen Kills, right? Yeah, Yancey's seen Kills. <laughs> yes, he's seen I've Kills twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're all better than you, Peter. Yeah, I won't even in my mind. They're about even in my mind. Yeah, I don't think Kills is yeah. that this, far from this one. Yeah, and it's not a it's not a substantial drop in my mind. It's just I like this one a little more. It just put very ambitious. It, and you gotta give it credit for that. They're really that's that's to- exactly that's, that's what one I thing I like about Kill Kills has a lot more swings. It's got yeah, I was thinking about Kills more than this because this was a fine movie. It's like, oh, they they did yeah. you know, Halloween again. There wasn't much more to think about. Kills like lingered some things with me and what they were trying to say and I need. I felt like I needed another look at things. Um, I felt like satisfied with what I got here. Like I didn't think there was going to be any deeper questions or anything with this. One. This just yeah. This just feels like an accessible, a little more accessible to me as far as if I want to put one on. It's like oh, yeah, I can throw this on just to have it on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree as far as the <laughs> Michael. Like he went upstairs at some point with him to drag him into the closet just so he could do that. Yeah, I think I think kills whether you liked it or not. I it's such a discussion starter movie uh, yeah. more so than this one. This one's like, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Cool. I mean, the discussions are, were there. I agree with you as far as more so for killers, more so, but, I mean, yeah. but this one certainly, you know, especially after, you know, knowing what that happens when there's a divisive movie, of course, but sure. right. I mean, yeah. Following the force awakens, obviously it is, you know, it is a big swing the same way. Mm-hmm. The last Jedi. Yeah. It, it, like, it's that know, thing yeah, where I like it and I'm like, well, I have these articulate things I liked about it. Well, that sucked. And that's all I get back. Just like the last Jedi. So why would Laurie have all those mannequins up in the room like this? Just leave them outside with all the other mannequins. <laughs> so <laughs> she can sense. practice getting up from bed and shooting. I guess so. Although they look pretty clean, Brandon. <laughs> uh, well, after this night, 
Um, well, no, house burns down. So. Is the best tactic for her really to close to like turn all the lights off? Like, would, did that help her over helping Michael? Like, wouldn't it make sense to have all the lights on? Like, he's like, Michael can do whatever the fuck he wants to. Oh, it is the great thing coming up, right? Wait. Yeah, like, where she falls down and, yeah. Yeah. She's going to get stabbed here. There it is. That hurts. Oh. It's not good. No good. She has to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong, though? It's like turning the lights off. Does that seem like, oh, now I'll get Michael Myers. He can't see in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut out the power before he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, oh like, wait, no, no, no! It's here because he gets his attention gets turned, and then he goes back, and it's like, oh, she's gone. Do and they do a sting even, too? Is there a music? The same music, right? Is there yeah, a music the sting? Yeah. 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 Michael grab her through the the the, the 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 little window on the door in the in the Rob Zombie one as well. Who? Mm. Or is she just looming in that? There's something with that window. In the in the zombie one. In the first of the zombie ones, I thought there was like a a, a, a scene like that. Uh, I just watched them. I don't think so. I mean, there's a there's a, there's there's two house scenes. There's the one where like when he when he kills D Wallace and the husband, where he just he goes in, they slam the door, and you're inside the house and it sucks. Then there's the one where he grabs Danielle Danielle Harris. She like gets out the door and he grabs her and then just close the door and you get a shot at just the house. But I can't think of them like against a door reaching th- he bursts through a lot of walls like he does a lot he destroys a lot of shit in that movie he takes, he <laughs> takes a two by four and starts yeah, slamming starts, up the ceiling yeah he, they, they were already gonna get the ceilings done anyway so he's really helping out if anything because they're gonna wait you know in the in zombies halloween one do we think daniel harris is dead and that she just happened to survive no is she's it, no we just we, like no she's run over and no no no, no 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 you, you you know she's still alive in that movie mm-hmm. okay like, yeah she's beaten badly but the, yeah because that's one of the whole most horrible parts of the movie when um when laurie gets to the house and sees annie and she's all hurt and then she goes to the other room and michael's still there and you can you hear her just screaming laurie as michael's just slowly walking past her it's it's, mm-hmm. like, it's awful because she's like you're gonna kill my friend and i can't do anything about it but yeah there's no the last time you see her, she's alive. There's no unless you just assume she died. There's no reason to think that she died. Right. It's, it's not like the, the the sheriff, the doctor yeah. running over the sheriff. Even okay. that, he could just run over his leg. I mean, yeah, yeah. he could. Yeah. Right. I mean, but even the, I mean, it's unless Will pads in a wheelchair at Halloween ends. It seems like they, <laughs> they've skipped over this now at this point. Yeah. Healed up real good. So now we can talk about this. The we're getting to the end here, and obviously we have the three generations of Strodes. Mm-hmm. This is. I don't think this is a bad idea as far as we're going to show this, uh, you know, girls get it done, this kind of attitude that we have in this finale. I don't think the film seems to, un- seems to, I don't think it knows how to like make that feel anything less than tacked on. Like, it, I don't think it's in effect. And maybe that speaks to the reshoots, Brandon, if you're talking about them, but it does, because yeah. especially with the closing shot where it's all three of them and their hands are together. It's just like it. It's not a bad feeling to be like, look at the the Strode family. They got it done. They got Michael. Like, I get that there's a positive value of that. But there's just there's something about the. And maybe this like bleeds into kind of the reaction to it as well. But it's like the movie wasn't about this. And yet suddenly it is. Mm. And that that kind of that throws me. Yeah, but I guess I I like Judy Greer's change of like being so afraid and who she's been in the movie of doubting it. And then she kind of just switches on a dime I that's 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 character work though like, I, yeah, agree with that. I, I guess like i that. like well but i feel like that well, that connects to the the three generations I also think the movie the way he wants it to for sure i i mean i definitely think that that moment works better than 
the she's got help shot in Endgame. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not perfect or anything, but I eh, it works. It works enough. Oh, that's that part. Not- that part's a little yeah. cheesy to me. Also, <laughs> she just it's a little, but I like it. Though. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like the first one. I mean, they're ripping ribbon off shots from the first. Yeah, that one first again. one, it's like a slow build. This is just like, oh yeah. You do like it? Just oh, he's not John Carpenter. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that the, any, any statements the movie's making about like Me Too, women fighting back, it, it's it, it's it's a it's a lucked into it a bit. A great note. It's not what the movie's about. No. It, that's that's my point. Like it's just it's it, it's a nice observation, but that's not what the movie. But it feels. It, but but it seems like the movie's aware that that's there and wants to kind of play into that. Where the rest of the movie didn't do that to sit. Like there's not it's not a setup there. Again, it's not like it's bad. It's not bad that it's doing it. It just feels like it's okay. Like <laughs> don't know enough. About these me. men who wrote it intended it. <laughs> it's why it's why it's a thing. It's an aspect I do like about kills because it's, it's whatever opinion you have on the mob mentality themes and stuff about the system breaking down or what have you. It's there from the get go that yeah. they're trying to do that. Like that's it's very apparent that they're trying to they have that on their mind. I, so I, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> the idea is that it's a trap. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that if, if this were to come to pass, Lori's set up this thing where I'll lock him in and just burn the house down. <laughs> well, yeah. Watch out. You might get what you're after. I mean, cool, baby. Like, I, I mean, I got I mean, shooting him doesn't work. So I guess burning him slowly. I, so this was kind of weird when I, I, I really like the the way the end shot of the movie is and stuff. But like when I saw that this was like, I'm like, I like that. You, you just standing there like that. That's, you that's you erased Halloween two and did Halloween two again. Yeah. I and, know. I uh, and you didn't stay to watch him fucking. Yeah. Die. Like, and it's funny. Cause people are like, what do do this? like what? And for Halloween kills, there's a lot, you know, now they question all the things that happened, but why didn't they shoot me in the head when they have one? Like, well, why didn't they sit and watch them? You loved the last movie, but they left him to leave. Like, if you're going to be freaking hardcore realism in your guy with a mask, you can take 80 bullets, stabs people movie. They you can't know. wait around. The house is burning down. Well, they the can house stand is burning outside. Down. Yeah. They can wait right there. But I mean the 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 message is she's stabbed and needs to get to the hospital. To get to oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, she's bleeding yeah. out. So yeah, I mean, that's, I the, that's the thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that's going on here. They have uh, to obscure quite a bit of the background for that last gag. Too. I mean, we don't know a lot about Jamie Lee Curtis about Lori and her daughter mm-hmm. because they want that gag of it's not a cage, it's a trap. Yeah, yeah. It's like slight weakness there. You know, they want that moment where 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 she's able to go, gotcha, just kidding, and shoots him. But we'd have to have not seen much of those characters' backstory to not already know that they were tight like that. That shot that could go either way too is when he's just not there when they show the ladder. Yeah, it's like okay, so he went somewhere. Where'd he go? Um, This is Halloween Eleven, so my mind isn't like, oh, they got him. (laughs) I mean, I'm not. I saw still. Was that supposed to be an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Their escape at all? They said anything like that, or just getting in the back of pickup truck and. No, yeah, Halloween Four is a good call. Yeah, Halloween too, Four, yeah. Uh, Massacres that I mean, that's it's too generalized of a shot to begin with to be specifically ha- the Texas right. Chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, and what happened with Mustafa? God, he died in a hijacking. Is that what happened? Yo, it, 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 was a, it, was, uh, it was a bombing. It was bombing. a terrorist bombing. Him and his daughter yeah. were killed yeah. in a terrorist bombing in Jordan. Wait, when? 
Uh, 2006 or 2005? Yeah, mid 2000s. Oh. Yeah, it was. It, it wait, wasn't so wait, wait. So the so his son is alive. Is that who yes? It is? Malik, son, yeah, Malik, Malik runs God. runs a company, Trancus International Pictures. Okay. Um. Yeah, Mustafa would have never greenlit a remake. I'll tell you that. Yeah, probably not. Well, the teacher was PJ Soul's voice. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Brandon? I mean, I, I've read it before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I knew she was. Yeah, it's, that's it, awesome. it's not that substantial, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's fun. That's a fun. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong. It's it's fun. Yeah. Um, it was totally her voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it was about this trap thing. Burn it down. I mean. She could have like C four or something in there. Like she has all these weapons. It's just, just it's like a more, <laughs> a more assuring way than just oh, we'll just burn it down and assume. What worries just, me about ends? Not, it can't just be now. They're really going to kill him. It, it doesn't work anymore in the series. I assume it's like Lawnmower Man at that point. He'll have transcended into like cyberspace. And I, I, <laughs> well, actually, wait. I, I want mean, them I'll, to top chopping his head off because I love that ending of Halloween. Chop him into twenty pieces. Drive him all over town. You keep an eye on this piece. You keep an eye on this piece. <laughs> so the Iron Giant's his way back together again. <laughs> yeah, he back yeah. I, I just said that. Yeah, I love uh, say what you will about H2O. The ending just crushes it every time. And that yeah. just that chopping the head off. I just what it's a stunner. It's awesome. And it's one of the most effective slasher kill the slasher villain deaths yeah. ever. Okay, fine. If you like killing paramedics on screen, Brandon, that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And <laughs> only to be shit upon by the next... Like I, I was sitting there watching that movie thinking, that poor paramedic. Why does nobody realize what's going on? He's, he's, he's I'm not making the right signals. He's, he's telling him that it's not him. <laughs> oh, not me. Not me. <laughs> I mean, look, if Come they're going to... it's me! <laughs> if they're going to if they're gonna cherry pick, maybe, end, maybe ends, ends with... Uh, what is the kid's name? Is Julian? Is that the kid who's being Julian? babysat? Yeah. Maybe he becomes the new Daniel Harris. That's that's their ending. I've seen that. He's an you just well, no, but, that's, <laughs> but that's Brandon's point is that they are going to keep like the, the fire sequence here instead of at a hospital. Like so, maybe that's well, the end. Oh, I, I, I think I, has the bloody knife that's like Daniel Harris. And uh, oh, it, if there's an ending they should have, it's the fucking birds. Burn yeah. the fucking town down. Everyone leaves. Michael stays. Like right. that's the ending I want. I, I, Michael's the Michael's the liver. I, I have no doubt. Halloween ends will have some sort of definitive end, and then Michael will return in 2028 for the 50th anniversary with a completely blank slate film. It's like Eli Roth's Halloween wait. 50. <laughs> um, wait, how much do we? How much can we discuss spoilers of other movies on these kind of podcasts? I never know. Can we? Yes, go for whatever. What? What do you well, want? Well, I mean, I, I actually said yes. This. It was Timothy Oliphant scream too. We all know. Oh, no, I mean, I think I said this in. A, <laughs> I I either said this on our message board or or I am or something. But like, I do think that the definitive ending of No Time to Die makes oh. me wonder if they're like, oh, okay, Halloween ends, kind of like Brandon said, it is absolutely the end. Like, I feel like yeah. maybe that's just the era we're living in. You know. Well, this is definitely a crafted arc um, that they've wanted to tell with the yeah. beginning, middle, end, and I think it will have an end. Only to be, you know, these are monster. These are monster movies. These are legacy anthology. Like you don't trace continuity of Dracula back to Bella right. Lugosi. Exactly. Like, you just exactly. bring Dracula back. You know who he is. He's the monster. Everything that came before is some sort of mythological proportion. And this one does a really good job with a line 
dropping. Oh, I thought he was his sister. Oh, that's what people say. So it's like, okay, there's been these stories of Michael and that's where you could put those other movies. If I guess if you would like, but you know, like that's just how they need to go forward with these monsters. Treat them like Dracula, the Wolfman, but Jason needs to be treated like that. Freddie treat like that. You can start fresh. You're not, I mean, just tell the stories and, it is weird thinking we're going to get the 13th Halloween before the 13th Friday the 13th. Yep. Yes. Yes, that it is. Really weird. They really pick up the pace. I really fucked that up. Jamie Lee Curtis one, though. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the last one of these she does. Oh, the one you mean? Oh, um, I mean, yeah. I feel it. Well, I mean, she, there'd have to be a really good pitch. Because yeah. like, I, I, I don't think it's just money that brought her back to this. I do think that she generally respects what David Gordon... I mean, I was at the the... Beyond Fest screening, she seems to really respect David Gordon Green as a filmmaker. So I think that, that's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, she does like appreciate, and she knows fans like to see her. Like, she knows she what she's she. A, she's a bring. smart person. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, she's, I mean, she's not signing on. I mean, even H2O at the time, it's not like you signed on to crap. Like, she's like, okay, well, there's there's most, there's things in play here mm-hmm. that make this seem like a good idea for me to I do mean, this. She's generally a good person. Like she did, she did one convention, horror convention for a weekend here uh, in town here one time. There were only one as a horror hound, and they were trying to boot her out of it. Like, your time's up, Jamie. Let's let's go. She's like, no, I'm staying till every single person has had an equal amount of time up here. I'm never doing one of these again. It's like every <laughs> single person. I don't care if we're here a couple extra hours. Everybody gets to spend their time. You know, I'm treating everybody with. We're not rushing through this. Like, and there's, and she was like that. And then I've ta- I've heard people who have worked, been like little random office workers, interns, and stuff at studios that she has treated with immense respect and and stuff like, and made them feel like they were like the biggest part of a company. Like she has, she definitely is who you you see, and her rep has followed that. I feel like we need to treat this like Star Wars and talk about the other Halloween films as they come out. Also, we talk about kills next year and talk about ends year after. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the movie is over. Uh, it's ended. It's gone. Uh, we've talked about it sufficiently at this point. Uh, I, I feel like we've said our share of things about this thing. So uh, with with all of that in mind, uh, where can people find more of your guys's work online? Yancey, anything you want to plug? I uh, know, you know, I'm on the uh, Milky Way Blues. I'm on um, your M4 group on Facebook. Um, I got Twitter on y- Yancey Jack at Twitter. You're on our terrific uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. Mm-hmm. I am. Good one. Peter Paris? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always, I always love being a guest on the Brandon Peter show and out and on with Aaron and Abe. Um, but regularly, uh, I do theatrical reviews at whysoblue.com. And I've been reviewing, uh, a lot of the big stuff uh, lately. I think my next one will be. Uh, la- I always, I always forget. It's last night in Soho, right? Is that the name? I don't know. What's why the I- thing you're not you're thinking it is? I That's- keep thinking it's just the one night in Soho. Ah, is it one night? No, it's last night, right? It's last night. Yes, last night. All right, all right. I don't know why. Last I'm- night in Paris, one night in Soho. Right. Yes. Paris. Last so, commentary in Paris. Pools. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon Peters. We're gonna be find more of you. Uh, Brandon Peters show, which is the Brandon Peters show.com, uh, anywhere podcasts are found my social media at Brandon for KUHD. And of course, Blu-ray reviews at why so blue.com. And everything I do at the code My movie reviews are there. You can find me on Wheel of entertainment movie reviews. We are I so blue for Blu-ray and criteria interviews, some stuff at variety occasionally. And I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. You can find this podcast everywhere you can find podcasts, but find us on iTunes and give us an iTunes review rating. Review and rating. Uh, that would be great. 
Um, what else? I've mentioned this horror contest that I never got around to doing uh, for uh, weeks at a time throughout the month of October. So I'll just say now, if you message us on any of our social channels, the secret word, which is, of course, peanut butter on my penis, uh, I will send you a package uh, of horror movies that I have assembled for the contest that I meant to get to earlier. So if you message that somewhere, that means you listen to this commentary and then you wouldn't just want a prize. The first one that does that. Good and that's horror contest, you perverts. Horror. <laughs> Don't enter if you think something else. I feel like my drawl uh, only applies to Jimmy O who points that out to me every time, but whatever. Um, I want to thank uh, Yancey, Peter, and Brandon for joining me for this Halloween 2018 commentary track. That was awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Glad to have you guys here as always. Glad to wrap up another month of horror uh, for out now as far as all these episodes go. We'll be back next year with more of these along with every other movie that comes out that happens to fit in this. I mean, we're doing a Last Night Soho episode next, which is horror. That, that's going to be recorded on Halloween, no less. So there you go. Spooky. Uh, exactly. But yeah, that's going to do it for this week's, this month's commentary. What's next month? November? I got some ideas. 20, 20, uh, 25th anniversary of Flubber. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this month's commentary track. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.